Wondery Plus subscribers can listen to Crime and Sports early and ad-free right now. Join Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. This show, Crime and Sports, is sponsored by BetterHelp. We are proponents of therapy here. Mm-hmm. One of the things is, what would you do if you had more time in the day? Oh, How about what that? would you do? What yeah. would you do? Let's say a magic magic extra hour of time appears every night. Yeah? At 9 o'clock, all of a sudden, it's not 9 o'clock anymore. It's magic right. hour. Well, you take a nap. Maybe do you, do you work out? On, on reading. Maybe you want to work yeah. out. Maybe that makes yeah. you feel good. But what would you do with that time? That's mm. one of the things that like therapy can do is help you decide how you can fit in that thing that sure. you would love to do into the actual time you have. Right. Figuring out your priorities of time management and also just what makes you happy. You wouldn't be happy without therapy. No. I know, because no. you were very unhappy when you weren't doing I was therapy. a miserable, miserable man. <laughs> you were miserable, and now you're happy, yeah. and that's what you yeah, should absolutely. try. And yeah. you can do it, too. And if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's terrific. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient. It's flexible, suited to your schedule. All you have to do, you fill out a brief questionnaire. You get matched up with a licensed therapist. Here's the coolest part. You can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Wow. They actually want you to get the help you need rather than yeah. just, oh, now you're locked into that therapist. That's, sure. It's a great service. And learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Crime in Sports today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Crime in Sports. Apple Card is the perfect cash back rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase Every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA Salt Lake City branch, subject to credit approval. Terms apply. Welcome to Crime and Sports. Yay! Yay indeed, Jimmy. Yay indeed. My name is James Petrogallo. I'm here with my co-host. I am Jimmy Wisman. Thank you, folks, so much for joining us on another, well, we'd call it death-defying, but it's not. It's (laughs) death death inducing death enriched death enriched episode of crime and sports everybody this is kind of the one that a lot of people have been waiting for we said we'll get to our house cleaning in a second because we have actually a very important announcement for you guys a crime and sports live show has been booked and we're going to tell you about it in just a second but we have to do a quick explanation of why we're doing this particular episode. It's O.J. Simpson, yes. first of all. So episode one, we said, we'll never do O.J. Right. We'll never do O.J. And we were like, yeah, you know, because that'll be a funny thing to say. But right. we were recording that in my living room, right. not knowing that anybody would listen to it or that we'd still be doing it in three months. So we had no idea. And once we got into it, we're like, well, it's kind of what crime and sports is all about. Right. No one went to a greater height and then fell to a lower depth. That's that, true. No one. In our history of fucking sports criminals has done that. Nobody. (laughs) So we it's what it's all about. We have to do it. And the way we're going to do it is different than everybody else you've heard do it. You've seen OJ covered a million times. And it's all it's, you know, a little bit about him. And then 80 percent of it's the murder and the trial. We are going to dedicate five minutes 
to the entire murder and trial. <laughs> five minutes. And I so promise it's get. five minutes. I'm going to turn my monitor off. Uh, you can fire it up now. We are going to stream it on, on Instagram. Yeah. It's at Small Town Murder on Instagram. Yeah. We're going to stream it through there. And uh, I'm going to turn my monitor off and put a timer on. And we're going to spend five minutes. And I'm going to tell you in great detail <laughs> everything about that trial from memory uh, in five minutes. Right. And then the rest of the episode is going to be a complete classic. Because w- even if that never happened, mm-hmm. none of that ever happened, it would still be a crazy episode and a classic because he did a lot of insane shit that you don't know about because it's overshadowed by uh, you know his murder uh, you know a <laughs> couple people and one of them almost without a head right. so that ends up happening but uh first let's house cleaning thank you guys for your reviews this week they really help us a lot on apple podcast the purple icon there they help us a ton so if you haven't done it yet please get on there give us a review five stars doesn't matter what you say tell us you're following instructions following directions it's not for our egos it just helps drive us up the charts it helps people notice the show a little bit more and that is extremely helpful and you guys do that for us like champs thank Street you guys team. thank you guys so much because that's what it is we're not famous people and we're not you know we don't have a giant conglomerate behind us or anything like that so you guys are the ones that spread the word we appreciate that always get on uh, follow up or go to shut up and give me murder.com mm-hmm. where you can get merchandise it's all up there and you can get tickets to live shows yeah. full slate of small town murder live shows but yes. but just today yeah. announced what 10 minutes ago we just made this deal 10 minutes ago we just announced october 19th we will be doing a live crime in sports yes here in phoenix it's in phoenix i know if you don't live live in phoenix or whatever Mm -hmm. get your asses here Mm -hmm. Uh, we we don't know this is the only one we have on the books right we're going to see how it does Mm -hmm. and if it does well if you guys jump on these tickets then they're probably going to be more crime in sports live shows but this is kind of a test and we want to see how it does so please buy your tickets to that they're going to be available in the next week, I believe, sometime they're going to go on sale. Follow us on social media. It's at Crime and Sports on Twitter and Facebook, at Small Town Murder on Instagram. And as soon as those tickets go on sale, we will tell you. And trust me, live Crime and Sports is bonkers. It's so fun. Imagine everything that we're talking about, and I'm showing you stuff, and we're laughing at pictures, and there's different... It, it's insane. And trust me, it's... it. I've never I've never seen people have a better time at, at a comedy show than live crime and sports, so we're so excited to bring it to you. And I'm wearing that Knoblock jersey. You have to. You have to. That somebody got us as a minor league Knoblock jersey. To. You really, really have to do that. But yeah, please do that. Also, if you want to be a superstar, wonderful, fabulous, fantastic person, and yeah. one of our producers, who we will continue to gush about yeah. at the end of the show in great, great detail and by name, you can do that excessively easily by going to patreon.com slash crime in sports or heading over to PayPal and using our email address, which is crime in sports at gmail.com. And you can also find uh, those links right from shut up and give me murder.com. Make it nice and easy. And we will talk about you and how much we love you. But never mind all that shit, Jimmy. Yeah. Yeah. It is time. Great. Goddamn OJ time. Slap it in. Let's do this. Yeah. Let's do this. And uh, yeah, like I said, we, you know, this is what we're crime and sports. Yeah. And this is the biggest crime and sports guy <laughs> in Ever. crime and sports. Yeah. Like, how do we not do that? Right. It would be silly. We just have to do it correctly. Yeah. And we're going to do it so correctly. Yeah. We're going to do Arnthal James Simpson. Yes, yeah, so I'll let's, never forget that name. Let's get into that. Oh, Joe, well, I've heard of people go, why do they call him OJ? 
OJ. <laughs> really? Arnthal James. And they're like, oh, that's his nickname? <laughs> yeah. I his found nickname. out his name because of the trial when they were like, uh, we the made people him stand against. Up. Yeah. yeah. Or About five minutes. We only have five <laughs> minutes. Nope. Don't waste my time <laughs> but that's now. That's when I learned because I'm yeah. sitting there in class and then they said his name and I was like, is that his fucking name? I, I remember as a kid reading like books about football players yeah. and going, his name is Arnthal? Like, that's not that cool. I thought <laughs> he was cool before that. His stupid fucking name. He was Nord- a- Nordberg. Yeah. Not, you know, Is he the first Orenthal? He's got to be, right? That mm. never existed before, right? Let's find out. Okay. You think there's no more Orenthal Simpsons out there, Jimmy? Think I didn't find any? Come on now. Okay, I think you know me better point. than that. <laughs> born on July 9th, 1947. Mm. Okay. In San Francisco. Really? Yeah, he's a San Francisco guy. Uh, he grows up in San Francisco. We'll talk about his upbringing here. He's the third of four children that his parents have uh eunice simpson is his mother she works at a hospital she's a technician at a hospital and his father is jimmy lee simpson hell yeah and he's a custodian at a bank he's not a jazz musician he's not a jazz jimmy lee simpson sounds like a hell of a jazz musician but uh he's not slapping the bass no 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 not slapping anything maybe he should have been slapping oj and it would have turned out better or maybe he was slapping him too much i'm not sure But either way, uh, they, they're the, his parents, they have four children. Uh, they both work hard, but they're not, uh, they don't have a lot of money. Mm-hmm. And he is definitely, uh, raised in a poorer environment here. He's, he's from dirt, OJ. That's the thing that people don't understand. Really? OJ's from dirt. Without without all the other shit that happened, it's amazing what he did as far as not in football, in terms of society-wise, mm-hmm. and we'll talk about it. He was transcendent. He was Michael Jackson before Michael Jackson. And I'm not talking diddler Michael Jackson. I'm talking... Superstar. Like, I'm talking 1983 Michael Jackson when you know he was the biggest superstar in the world yeah. and nobody even thought of him as black, white, anything. They right. just thought of him as that guy's great. And right. that's that's what OJ was to okay. people. There was, you know, people who did not like black people who yeah. were like, well, not OJ, though. Is a, he's, <laughs> guy, he's, right. he's, he's one of the good ones. That's right. what they would say about him. <laughs> no, Archie yeah. Bunker would say he's one of the good ones. Yeah. Like a, a racist person would even like him. And that's he he really cultivated this image uh-huh. uh, later on. He figured out how to kind of get under the skin of where he was trying to go. And it, okay. it worked well for him. You think that's because he has such a silky smooth amazing voice and, I, I, and he just behaved like outwardly he looks so fucking professional it's football man it's yeah. football it's it's he went to we'll talk about it but when he went to usc yeah. it, they put him up on a pedestal because uh-huh. he was so fucking amazing okay. and he was basically told look because usc hadn't had a ton of black players before that that were superstars and shit Southern like California. that <laughs> yeah well i mean that's there's a lot of great football players that come from there yeah. black and white but i mean it, it just they were the 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 race was still a huge issue and this was the late 60s when race was a huge issue yeah. i mean 67 uh, is when he went to went to usc race was a fucking enormous issue right yeah. there and he was a guy who uh basically all the the white people that and all the you know the 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 people in the school everything like that the what am i looking for here the, uh, the administration oh, okay. those type of people looked at as he's not very black yeah he's like because he, he can come look at him he puts a smile on yes. and puts a tie on and stands up straight and shakes your hand looks you right in the <laughs> eye look at that like that's it was amazing to them they were like oh my goodness yeah hey, straight up honesty if you just yeah maybe if you treated people halfway decent maybe treat, others would act treat like them with some dignity and maybe but, everybody will act like yeah that. they gave, basically gave him the jackie robinson in speech okay. where like look you got to be better and you got to be this and you got to be mis- if someone calls you a name you got to smile at him and just shrug your shoulders and that's the way it's got to be because you're representing this type of thing and he actually did that and it, it really 
a different kind of he's just a different kind of guy when it came to that uh he his parents separated when he was five so he's raised by his mother and uh her mother his mother his mother's a tough lady man whenever i saw interviews with her throughout the years um she's a tough lady was trying to raise four kids on her own in the 60s in 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 an urban environment in san francisco and it wasn't not easy at all. A friend of his from and a high school teammate of OJ said, quote, none of us had dads and things weren't easy, but we were all raised by strong mothers who instilled in us a desire and drive to better ourselves, okay. which that's great. Just if that's a fantastic if that's true you know uh they said that uh uh you know they lived in the projects and uh his mother just worked long long hours she would work double shifts at san francisco general hospital to be able to make ends meet yeah. uh wouldn't do welfare just was a just wanted to work double shifts and shit because mm-hmm. she had a feeling of she was it felt in the 60s it, it was a different thing when people got divorced and all that sort of shit cuz my grandmother grandma that we talk about on the show who's got her own character uh grandma did that she got divorced from my grandfather yeah. just right, right around this time and it was there was a stigma to it there mm-hmm. was like a people looked at you different watch mad men like you're used yeah watch yeah. mad men when they watched the woman the, the housewives when they watch uh you know Betty Draper and the others when they watch the new woman who's divorced walk down the street they're like where's she walking to what's she doing i don't know what's going on with her look at her outfit i can't believe she's like they just pick her apart yeah. because she's you know different she's diseased she like, can't hack it they looked at it like the diseased animal like yeah. oh no like, you know because they don't want that to ever happen to them and then they're yeah, it's, it was crazy time people just couldn't if they'd only known be, how fucking great it is yeah if they'd only know how there's nothing better than a good divorce <laughs> nothing nothing better it's true so uh, he uh, he said that the mothers would help each other out. The, the, his friends said that the, the other, all the mothers would kind of watch over the kids in the neighborhood. Mm-hmm. He said, quote, this bell guy said, if, if Mrs. Simpson saw me doing something wrong, she'd slap me quick. Yeah. So that was that. And if my mother saw OJ doing something wrong, she'd slap him. Neighbors looked out after their kids, na- uh, neighbors' kids, mm-hmm. which, yeah, that's imagine that now. Imagine no. if you, so <laughs> many lawsuits, if you were like you saw your neighbor's kid cutting up and you were like, I gotta go smack him. Hold on a minute. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, it's my job. It's he'll be very disappointed if I don't smack his face. Kid's I've, only, face. I've got one friend who actually uh, I wouldn't even mind if my kid if my kid stayed the night at his house and he was a dick. Smack the fuck out of him. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> Figure it out. It sounds like my grandfather yeah. when and my grandfather's barber shop was across the street from my elementary school when I was in like second grade. Yeah. and we had a fire drill. And we were all out front, and then I see my grandfather wander out of his barber shop, and I'm like, oh no. <laughs> And Pop, I didn't know this at the time, but Pop, I mean, this was by noon, so he had to be eight, nine scotches deep in <laughs> yeah. a fucking day by then. So he came out, wanders over in his barber coat and everything, and tells my teacher in front of the entire school, an assembled <laughs> And the assembled student body, student body on an evacuation drill. I'm in first grade. If he gives you any trouble, don't don't worry about smacking him around. Really, you know, don't take any crap from him. I'm telling you, you give him a good whack. And all the kids are like, "Oh my god, what the fuck? Where do you come from?" Thanks, Pop. Good Thanks. Italian stock. That's what it is. Thanks, Pop. And then he went back to the barber shop. Thanks. <laughs> I know y'all are out of school right now learning some shit. But that? if he's a dick, hit him. Huh? Let's whack him. Okay. And everyone was like, Jesus. 
poor kid there all the teacher was like oh yeah. okay <laughs> like she didn't know what to say like she's it was not you know the 80s yeah, not, they already, didn't hit kids in school and she was now. like um <laughs> sure like she wasn't going to be like oh i'll knock the shit out of him don't worry she's just like okay and then she was very nice to me for I'll the rest bet. of the year because she felt bad for me every time you come in looking for bruises oh, and shit. she felt terrible for the rest of the year she's just, how's your arms yeah, feel you're such a nice kid you don't need a beating at all Man, so you come in every day and have to lift your shirt up. Yes, <laughs> check me. Are there any bruises? Check me for whip marks and shit. So, man, uh, he uh, OJ here said his mother was the best mother a guy could ever have. Uh, he said that uh, her mother, his mother, even said later on that she never expected that OJ would be such a big shot, yeah. such a big famous guy. Uh, just you know, I, I can understand that. She said uh, uh, he always had said one of these days you're going to read about me is what she told. <laughs> oh boy! And my oldest bro- and my oldest daughter would always say, "quote in the re- police report." Yeah. So and. And then, so they're both right. Neither of you. Everybody's to- <laughs> right. Kids, calm down. He'll be famous and a criminal. It's fine. Neither of you even have to read about it because they'll talk about it incessantly. You know, every radio, happens. every news channel, everything. Always. Um, he suffered from rickets as a child. What? Which is a vitamin C and calcium deficiency. Okay. So vitamin deficiency. And he had to wear leg braces as a child. This was a kid who started out wearing literal Forrest Gump leg braces. Wow. Like, because he couldn't walk right and he was so weak to walk. And this guy became one of the top five strongest runners in the history of the fucking world, basically. So he was bow-legged after that, which if you watch him run, he runs funny. Uh Whenever you watch him, you you look like, did his knees not work or something? Why is he so unathletic? He's going, but he's going so so fast and stopping and moving and everything he's doing is super athletic, but he looks like he's about to fall down always as he's doing it. OJ looks like he's always just just tripping yeah. in every step but it's not it's just the way he runs so he looks like he's got this like manic out of control style yeah. that's so fun to watch maybe that's and why they couldn't tackle him that is why he yeah. was he was just a bowling they ball don't know out which there. way he's going plus he was big he put yeah. a shoulder in yeah. you and knock your ass down yeah. he was and we'll talk about it too oj is a mean son yeah. of a bitch that big smile don't let that smile fool you <laughs> and i take out the part of what we're going to talk about later for yeah. five minutes take all that out everything else that's smile is hiding way dark shit underneath (laughs) and we'll talk about that uh he grew up in a really really tough neighborhood and he was uh you know he started hanging out with the wrong people uh it was i guess it was a hard housing project on portero hill Mm -hmm. which was south of downtown which is a shit area there and uh he spent his teen years in a gang Mm -hmm. he was fighting in the streets and doing petty crime and shit like that talked about stealing slabs of beef from a butcher's warehouse which is a very old timey gang it crime. Is. You would not hear about a gang that, like, what is it, MS 19? MS 13. They're yeah. MS 13. They're not going to be fucking. Uh, no. uh, they, they raided a butcher shop and stole 12 pounds of ground chuck today. <laughs> That's not happening. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, OJ. A side of beef is so heavy. Well, that's why you need a whole gang. <laughs> so much meat. Come on, guys. Yeah. It's teamwork. Well, they're learning. That's good. They're Wouldn't learning. Would be like a truck on the I side of the road? $12 steaks? I guess you carve it up and bring it. Well, shit, these are people with rickets. Yeah, you know, they point. literally come from a shit area. They're probably they taking it home. They're eating it. I got a slab of beef. <laughs> yeah. Great. Fucking dinner. <laughs> Fantastic. All the iron. I'm going to get non-bow-legged in a minute. Take these braces off. Run out of them like (laughs) Forrest Gump. 
Let's do it, man. OJ said, quote, I was somebody who didn't care about anything. And the best thing you could say about me and trouble was that I was borderline. That's what he said. So he was he was on he was in a, a, a he could go either way. Yeah. He was basically in a point where anything could have happened to OJ. He could have went off the deep end and just, you know, been a criminal, and never been a football player. Right. And uh, we wouldn't have heard anything. And Nicole would have lived a long life but that's fine <laughs> so uh he uh turns out though i don't know man she could have pissed somebody that's else true off. who knows a, that's a you never know i just had a, an epiphany though he likes strong women was trying to get one like mom mm, no? kind of or, we'll talk about right. it let's talk about his other relationships before you get into that okay. he likes he he has a stable relationship and he he likes rocky relationships he likes he come his family broke up when yeah. he was five a lot of people like to repeat whatever happened to them as a child and i feel like that's what he likes to repeat is try is 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 uh chaos and drama in the home and things like that Uh, he was a very good he was a very good uh uh, athlete was the thing and he he ends up we'll talk about this but later on he spends a weekend in a juvenile hall and willie mays uh paid a visit to the juvenile hall happened to be that weekend in san francisco and he was kind of taken aback by that yeah. shit as meeting Willie Mays and sure. seeing Willie Mays and kind of going, holy shit, you can be Willie Mays type of thing here. Uh, but as a teenager, he was, uh, you know, he was, a uh, uh, people liked him. He's always had a magnetic personality. He's good with, uh, he knows how to smile and bullshit. So he would have been a great salesman yeah. if he wasn't a, a, you know, a football player and that yeah. sort of thing here. He was a badass runner and he, uh, he talks about how they used to steal from factories and warehouses and shit like that. And he says, quote, if you were bored and wanted to make some money, you go hit the pie company. What? The pie company he said, do it maybe once a month, either sell the pies or gorge out on them. My favorite was Blackberry. I am fascinated by his choices the, of theft. The meat and pies. Right. These are pe- This says what their needs are, though. Yeah. They're not into heroin or no. they're not smoking crack. They're, they're not doing. They're cars. fucking hungry. Stealing they're literally food. hungry. <laughs> either sell them or just gorge out on them. My favorite's Blackberry. Gangs don't steal food to eat nowadays, no. generally. That's not how gangs work. They usually have a, a bigger... Right syndicate than that this isn't the 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 1300s in uh yeah somewhere in Ar- oh, this arabia is, this, this is, is dickinsonian right. fucking shit here stealing apples yeah He's stealing sides off of beef back, and pies stealing apple off the back of a cart and end up being like you know guillotined by the king for right. it or for poaching a deer off the king's land it's this is insanity he said they stole sardines from one company what the fuck is he doing anything that's what i mean it's not, they probably didn't even like sardines like man fuck it it's fucking pro Protein in this shit. It's I don't edible. Know what the <laughs> pies and beef and I, what, they should. He should have just opened up a little bodega after all this shit. We have pies, beef, hunks of beef and pies and sardines. No rhyme or reason to the cut of meat. It's no, just, just chunks of whatever it. they got. I don't know what is it. I'm not sure. <laughs> we cut a big piece of meat into littler pieces, so it's a piece of that. <laughs> not positive. I'll take that chunk and a slice of that blackberry. What the hell? That looks like that looks delicious. We're throwing in two sardines with that for free. Jesus Christ! <laughs> you know. Oh, and he stole soft drinks from delivery trucks. Yeah, like it's still you gotta wash that shit down from those. And he said, but sl- stealing slabs of beef was most was the most difficult, is what sure. he said, because it's so heavy. He said, "quote It was a bitch rolling those things down the hill." He rolled it. <laughs> 
they didn't have once they grabbed it, they didn't go. Where the fuck are we going to put it? In a big hill in San Francisco, they'd shove it. Rather, well, you get away faster if you roll it and then you run next to it. You're going to get away faster, I guess. I suppose. How many times am I going to drop my? That's great. He says, "Quote: It was a bitch rolling those things down the hill, but there was no way one of those guys, the butchers, was going to chase anyone down into the projects. So basically, they'd run, and once they got in the projects, they were out. That was it. So they're like, they're not going to. No butcher's going to go chase a bunch of kids into the projects and end up getting robbed worse. Yeah, (laughs) you're going to end up with no beef or wallet at that point. So he's like, fuck it. Like the Lion King, you don't go in the shadows. That's pretty much it. So that's the yeah. I guess those projects would be yeah, definitely the shadow. So the jackals are yeah, the jackals hyenas. Yeah, well, yeah, and just just other poor animals. Yeah, basically, it's all all scavengers that steal food and shit. Just steal sardines. (laughs) So. They also formed a social club. Yeah. Social club. I don't know what you quote unquote. That's a, the only time I've ever heard that. It's like a sex club. Or like the mafioso. Oh, that's a social it, yeah. club. Well, speakeasies. Uh, or weird religious people. <laughs> right. uh, it's, it's called the Superiors, and it was the group of the best athletes in the projects, is oh. what they said. He, uh, so one of his friends here said he had more natural leadership ability than any youngster I know. And uh, he said that, uh, that they hung out at a community center and they were good athletes and shit like that. They didn't. Everybody basically didn't mess with them. This is the 60s. Yeah. This is the mid 60s. 60s. Nobody's got guns on the yeah. street. Like, there's no gangs. Don't have guns. They're fighting each other. Maybe a blade's going to come out once in a while. Yeah. But it's we're talking like uh, you know the outsiders type fighting. <laughs> so it's that more of that thing. So these were the best athletes. So these were all the biggest, strongest kids. So nobody fucked with these guys. This was a group of and OJ is a big, physically imposing son of a bitch. Mm-hmm. Like people look at him and oh, he's limping a little and he's an old man, dude. That's a strong cat. Yeah. Like the type of strength you have to have in, to do the shit that he did in football is and back then too it's a different league oh and he's the type of guy that could could play if you take oj in 1973 he could play at any time in football Mm -hmm. he could have played back when there was no helmets leather helmets and he would have fucking knocked people out of their minds and he could play now because he's big enough and fast enough so it's a there's a few guys who are that good then that could play now Mm -hmm. you know you look at jim brown i don't know if he could play now jim brown i mean he was great and he He was was fast But and he was big, but his thing was he would knock people over. Defenders aren't the way they used to. He used to be bigger than most of the defenders. Nowadays, defensive linemen go three hundred and ten pounds, right. and you're not knocking them. You're not blowing through them. It's tough. It's a different thing. So, but OJ could have been great at any time. There was another friend of his, a guy named Otis McGee Jr. Mm-hmm. He says the circles in which we all traveled in that time were very, very close and uh, to the fringe. Uh, many of us made it, but I can think uh, of us as many people who I grew up with who later died or wound up in prison or became drug addicted or fell into some other kind of trouble. Mm-hmm. And he says in 1967, OJ says, quote, I could have turned out bad. This was in 67. He was like a sophomore in right. college at that point. He thinks everything's going to be fine right now. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> my life's going to be great. Well, for a while. So he, I guess he was arrested at age 16. And uh, there's some some question as to what it was for. People said OJ said it was for fighting. Other people say that there was uh, they stole beer for a party. They did a beer run. Some sort of juvenile horseshit, basically, that he did fighting or beer stealing. And he ends up getting arrested. And that's when he spends the weekend in juvenile hall. That's 16 years old. And that's when when he met Willie. That's when he met Willie and kind of figured all that sort of thing out. So he did like he did a a few days in the in juvie and that that. I'm betting it. on the beer because he's stealing all kinds of shit. That's yeah, terrible. it's probably it's or fighting. Be I mean, that yeah. could be a thing too. I just don't know if they pick the kids up for fighting back then or if they just tell them I get the hell out yeah. of here. I don't know. Knock it off and go home. 
Yeah, yeah, that's it. At the time he got arrested, he told the cops that his name was Burt Lancaster. <laughs> and they bought it? And what are they going to do? He didn't have an ID. If he says he's Burt Lancaster, he's fucking Burt Lancaster. Yeah. Nice. Let me pull a name of a famous actor from right now. George Clooney is what yeah. I am. I'm Brad Pitt. <laughs> no. What's your name? What's your name? Brad Pitt. <laughs> Yeah, no, straight face. That's on Brad Pitt. Unbelievable. So, yeah, he's... He tells Lancaster. Yeah. So, I'd have to go Samuel L. Jackson. Something that's just, like, obviously fucking not me. Yeah, it's just and, ridiculous. Yeah, Burt Lancaster, this fucking, you know, like, fancy white actor right. from, you know... It's fucking not Orenthal. No, it's not Orenthal. Raymond Burr. <laughs> no. Desi Arnaz. You are not Desi Arnaz, sir. I'm sorry. I am. I I'm, swear to you. You're not, goddammit. <laughs> so he expected to get his ass kicked when he got out of juvie. Yeah. He thought his dad was going to whoop his ass. He's like, I'm in trouble here. And instead, the this is when he went, met Willie Mays, the social workers at the at the Booker T. Washington Center where the you know they played sports and shit, brought Willie Mays in to talk to the kids. And they wanted especially for them to talk to him because he needed to be talked to because he was the best athlete there yeah. and he was fucking off and he just ended up in juvenile hall here. Uh, he said that uh, Willie took him on a drive Stopping at the dry cleaners and going to Willie's house. You Make know. him run some errands and clean yeah. my shit. Basically, look at my life and yeah. what you could have. Took him to his beautiful house that was Got a it. mansion and took him there in the best neighborhood in the city. And OJ soon said that, holy shit, uh, Willie Mays isn't like this this god he's yeah. just a regular dude who picks up his dry cleaning right. and just happens to be a fucking killing you know, it killing it yeah <laughs> and he said that because he said he went to the cleaners and the laundry wasn't ready and he's like well he made his laundry's not ready <laughs> that's fucking crazy he's gotta wait too he's gotta wait for his shit they're like asian people don't give a fuck <laughs> they don't care at all they don't care about they what say, you do you all look alike and yeah. they go in the back room they don't give a shit <laughs> Asian people think everybody looks alike, but that is not racist. Asian, ask an Asian person that's not obviously one that's born here. Right. Someone who comes from another country, they will say, all black people look alike, all white people look alike, you all look alike. I don't fucking know. <laughs> that's a fact, actually. I've read this. Really? In they the believe book. that. John Douglas, one of his books, he yeah. talks about, not believe that. It's a, that's how they feel. A, the FBI yeah. has statistics of where they do this, and they interview people. The worst identify, the worst IDs yeah. are from in, uh, race to race, and the worst at IDing any Anybody are Asian people. <laughs> Asian people are terrible yeah. at IDing anyone who's not Asian, and like, vice versa. Yeah. Black people and white people are terrible at at, at fucking no identifying yeah. Asians. Yeah. It's a it's an actual statistical fact. That makes sense. And black people are bad at identifying white people. White people are even worse, worse. at identifying yeah. black people. <laughs> it's just it's a weird thing, but it's true. It's I a statistical fact. Although I saw the baseline killer. I don't know. You remember that back in fucking like the early two thousand? I saw the guy at a bus. Yeah, stop you told me. Yeah, yeah. You talk about this. Before. I, and I saw his face and I, I called the police. I was like, yo, that is for sure the guy that I've seen on TV. Yeah. He was arrested a month or two later. It was, and I, his face on the TV. Yeah. I'm like, that's the fucking guy that's I saw. Guy. Yeah. But uh, he's pretty white. I mean, he's, he, he was something else. <laughs> Plus, too, they were showing that constantly. Yeah, that's the thing. If you see face. it a million times, it was a great composite. We're talking eyewitness yeah. testimonies. Yeah. Like, if you saw a guy who robbed the store out of these six guys, good point. you don't fucking know if you're, you know, it's that's just the, the way other it is. Point. I was robbed by two dudes. I don't know what the fuck they look like. 
There you go. I'll never That's be able I mean. to tell you. No, but if you saw him on the news every night yeah. in their picture, you'd go, shit, Absolutely I saw him in a bus stop. Yeah. So OJ said about Willie Mays, quote, I saw that he was human. A lot of people thought I was good, and I realized I could be this guy. I could be Willie Mays. I don't think I got in any real trouble from that point on. Well, mm. you know, well. not for a while anyway. I got a little more focused, he said. So Willie Mays did it. Uh, OJ had been suspended from school five times up to that point. Really? So he was really just turned into a troublemaker. Yeah. And uh, that, at that point, he began to focus more on his studies and really get into school sports. And it was his goal to be Willie Mays. He played football at Galileo High, which had a really shitty football team, except for him. Uh-huh. Basically, he was great. Uh, Galileo had a ton of people that went there, by the way. People, famous people, MLB players football players but i just saw joe dimaggio and none of the other ones really fucking matter really joe dimaggio went there so that matters. everyone else can eat dicks yeah. sorry he dropped out really yeah he fuck it was the 30s he went and played baseball professionally instead he, he dropped out i did dropped not out that. to go fucking to, to play baseball for, for get a get a contract his parents were fucking immigrants man incredible he was an immigrant yeah. his parents are immigrants him and his, like, he, he had multiple brothers he had yeah. to go make some fucking money period Yortley or something was his real name dimaggio is yeah. it's, it's Skinny enough, DiMaggio, I think. <laughs> Do you need to make that no. longer? Really? <laughs> Jesus. So, Petrigal, you shorten that? <laughs> it was originally 26 letters long. So, uh, yeah, he, uh, he didn't, uh, he didn't, uh, in high school, he started, uh, he was a third string tailback. But eventually, he ended up uh, breaking through and going off, and he ends up going to San Francisco City College, uh-huh. is where he goes at first, and he's he's a backup when he first gets there, yeah. and his first two running backs get injured, and he gets his chance, and when he does, he just breaks all the City College records. Oh, yeah. He scores, that year, he ends up scoring 26 touchdowns and averaging 9.9 yards a carry. That is absurd. Not, that's a first, that's 10 a little, yards yeah. is a first down. That's a first down every so time. So you never do anything else but give him the ball because he averages a first down (laughs) so you have four downs to get a first down he's going to get a first down and four downs always give him the ball and you're going to win that's why he has 26 touchdowns incredible so he wanted to go to usc university of southern california obviously as a sophomore but the school rejected him because his grades weren't good enough really so he considered going somewhere else for, to go to a bigger school, but USC, a USC scout, uh, persuaded him to not go to another college, to stay in City College for another year mm-hmm. and get his grades up and then come down to USC. So, because okay. he wanted him to play there. So he sets his sights on that. He wants USC because he, he told, uh, he told the, a, a newspaper or a columnist once, quote, uh, USC is, quote, a place where I can learn which fork to use at dinner. So he's not going there for football. He's going there because he sees that as the next step up in society. Got it. From the very start, that's what he saw. He saw, okay, you can be this, yeah. but if you want to be accepted on a bigger level yeah. and be a big shot, because he also wanted to be a businessman. Yeah. He wanted to be a wealthy, important person. He wanted to be fucking Willie Mays, right. goddammit. And he needed to know which dinner, which fork to use, because yeah. a kid from the projects who steals sardines off a truck doesn't know which fork <laughs> to eat, it, eat them with. Don't tell me about the volume of a cylinder sir which one's the salad which one's the salad that's all i need to know (laughs) jesus so he yeah he he uh 
that's why he wants to go there to, to up his everything, to yeah. up his status, to to be bigger in society. He marries his high school sweetheart, uh-huh. which in the 60s was very common. Yeah. Uh, he marries uh, Marguerite Whitley was her name, uh-huh. and he'll be married to her for a while, this poor woman, as he cheats on her with everything that walks. <laughs> <laughs> that is not even dis- disputed uh. or debated. O.J. was an animal with women. He, uh-huh. Anything that came by him he was all over it he was a fucking menace with the women out there every that's never disputed he (laughs) likes the ladies oj and they liked him handsome dude athlete famous everything about him so uh yeah this was in 1967 he ends up going to usc this is when he marries marguerite and uh marguerite just said when she first met oj she thought he was a terrible person (laughs) she nailed it hey first impressions winner you know what marguerite you're a good judge of character (laughs) you get a side of beef yeah you should have just stuck to it and he he says quote he agrees he said i didn't have any goals i goofed off a lot i was sort of aimless and that's she met him in high school before he would you know had the willie mays focus Mm -hmm. thing here at usc though he comes in and he is immediately a fucking monster on the field his well it's his junior year but his first year at usc he plays in all 11 games 291 rushing attempts. He rushes for 1,543 yards in 11 games. Right. Averages 5.3 yards a carry, oh, which is obscene yeah. for an every down back. 13 touchdowns. He had 10 receptions for 109 yards. He was a fucking animal, just an absolute monster. And took, the, I mean, he ends up, he wins the Heisman Trophy. Yeah. They, uh, the team itself in 67, they go 10 and 1 yeah. and go all the way to the Rose Bowl and win 14 to 3 over Indiana and become national champions Shit, as well. Yeah. So he's a Heisman Trophy winner, national champion. Uh-huh. Th- this He was so famous so fast yeah. from this. He went from San Francisco City College to the most famous fucking football player Incredible. on earth. Yeah. I mean, he was Joe Namath and him were the two biggest, most famous people doesn't there happen. were. Just doesn't happen. It's uh-huh. That's how big he was. He was so, so huge for that. Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is, and it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Can I give you a real incentive to lean into your decision to start working out and eating better? I'm Carl, co-founder of Body. That's B-O-D-I. And right now, if you sign up for a one-year subscription to Body, I want to make you an offer you can't refuse. I'll give you 65% off. Look, I know it's not easy to get fit and lose weight, especially if you're trying to figure it out by yourself. But we make it simple. Just follow a program for 20 to 30 minutes day by day and lose 5 to 10 pounds a month. We have over 120 programs that have been tested and proven to work, and almost 300,000 five-star reviews in the App Store to prove it. Body also has complete eating plans and thousands of healthy, delicious recipes. So stop guessing and start seeing results with Body, and I'll give you 65% off your annual membership right now so you save big on the app that CNN underscored named Best Fitness App. So don't wait. Sign up for a year of Body and save 65%. Just go to Body.com. That's Body with an I.com. 
1968, he plays in all 11 games. 383 rushing attempts. Just fucking, that's a lot, yeah. man. That's that almost is, every goddamn down. That is grinding. Well, he, he averages 4.9 a carry, so you understand yeah. why. Yeah. 1,880 yards in 11 games is a lot. That's a shitload of, of yards. 23 touchdowns. Also at 26 receptions. <gasps> so he's just killing it. 2,091 yards from scrimmage. That's ridiculous. Fucking insane. In he's college. In, in 11 games. That's, he's averaging almost 200 yards a game. That's uh, he's a superstar NFL player already. Oh, yeah. That, you oh, know yeah. I mean? With those numbers, that's Hall of Fame oh. stuff already. Physically, you look at him and you go, "There's no, he, yeah. he could crush right now in the NFL. In 68 with the Trojans here, he, they're 9-1-1, one, and, one, mm-hmm. and they end up uh, seventh in the, in the polling that year. They go to the Rose Bowl again, but they lose 27-16 to 16 against Ohio State. Really? That's when they drop to uh, they drop to number seven, so they don't win the national title. Coach there is John McKay, by the way, who is one of the funniest fucking guys. He's the greatest quote in the history of sports. Really, the greatest quote. There's a book called I think it's called The Yucks. It's about the first two years of the Tampa Bay Bucks, uh-huh. and he's the coach that they took in because he was a national champion oh, USC what a coach. Frustrating team. Oh my god! And yeah. this guy was the funniest fucking guy. He has the he best. Took that shit in stride. Oh, he has the <laughs> no. He made fun of the whole thing. He has the best line in the history of coaching today. Yeah. They ask him. The team got their asses kicked like twenty six nothing and. Reporter asked him, John, John, go, how do you feel about your team's execution out there? And he goes, I'm in favor of it and walks away. <laughs> I'm like, that's the greatest fucking line in the history of football. They deserved it. Uh, yeah, I'm in favor of it. And he just that's all he said. Didn't laugh and then give a real answer. Just I'm in favor of it. And he walked away. <laughs> Always had a fucking joke answer for everything. Oh, he, that's hilarious. At the end of the first season when they were, you know, hadn't won and they were awful. And they zero wins and everything. He asked the guys at the end of the season, how many guys? here are planning on staying in tampa bay over the over the summer and yeah. everything or over the spring and the guys all expected they were gonna you know he's gonna say make sure you eat right and work out and stay all in right. shape and he goes all right well and a few people raised their hands he goes for you guys staying here he goes make sure to stop in the office on your way out to pick up some fake nose and glasses so nobody will fucking recognize your sorry asses and left that was the that that was the big closing speech <laughs> of the season <laughs> that's uh, this guy rules <laughs> A pompous ass, but like funny as shit if you're in the press corps to, just to hear it. I was expecting him to say, I hope you leased or some shit no, like that. Make sure it's to pick up better. your fake noses and sunglasses so nobody will recognize your sorry asses. That's like, that's the greatest shit ever. He's saying that to professionals. Oh, yeah. Oh, a, 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 just a, a room full of NFL football players. He just said that and then just walked out. You're all pieces <laughs> of shit. But it was literally like this book is just it's so great. If just for every couple pages, another John McKay quote that's making fun of his team. It's because they were so bad and he would just make fun of them so often. So uh, that was his senior year, OJ's senior year. So in college and in only 22 games, he rushed for uh, he rushed for 3,423 yards wow. in 22 games. So not too shabby. The yeah. NFL is obviously interested. Mm-hmm. And he's a charismatic mm-hmm. young guy. He's the guy you want in your franchise. That voice. And the voice, everything. Yeah. And number one pick belongs to the Buffalo Bills. 
the place, the last place anyone wants to go, especially if you live, grow up in San Francisco right. and you played in L.A. in college. How about <laughs> Buffalo? <laughs> the other side of the country in the maybe the worst city in that well, area. Probably the worst weather anyway. Yeah. There That's what I mean. Green Bay. Yeah. I mean, it's probably a toss up between it's there and Green Bay. But I would say it's probably worse because Green Bay doesn't get the lake effects right. now that the fucking that Buffalo gets. Yeah. That is brutal in the yeah. wind. And it's just a it's just a rusting hulk of a <laughs> of an ex-metropolis. It's right. fucking sad. Sorry, Buffalo. We will be in Pittsburgh and Cleveland, so you guys can come down and drive and see us. But, uh, <laughs> so number one is O.J. Simpson. He goes, like we said, to Buffalo here. Uh, number two, can you guess? No. No, you can't, because it's a guy named George Coons. Yep, uh, I would have guessed that. Yeah, George Coons there. He was a tackle that drafted by Atlanta. Okay. So that tells you a lot. And then uh, Leroy Keys, who only played 48 uh, games in the NFL. Mean Joe Green, number four. No kidding. Fuck yeah. Hall of Famer, Mean Joe Green, uh, drafted by Pittsburgh, obviously, in number four spot. Uh, then from there, you get a bunch of guys that you kind of got to be football fans to yeah. remember. Fred Dreyer, who played Hunter. No. Nancy. The TV show Hunter in the 80s. No. And he was in, um, you'd know Fred Dreyer if you saw okay. him, trust me. He's in a shitload of movies. He's an, He turned into an actor, but um, he was drafted by the Rams then. Is he a blonde guy? He was kind of balding, but yeah. blonde, kind of tall. Yeah. Uh, I see he looks like right a now. cop. Yeah. Hunter was a cop. He okay. looks like a fucking cop. I know yeah. what he looks like. That guy, Fred Dreyer, he, yeah. uh, he played for the Rams forever. He was drafted then. So a you know, bunch of guys like that that you kind of have to be more of a football fan uh-huh. to really know who they were. But uh, Ted Hendricks was drafted in the second round, Hall yeah. of Fame linebacker, who was a psychopath playing for the Raiders. Yeah. And wasn't he? The, the Mad Stork. He was ugly as fuck. Yeah, Ted Hendricks was a fucking he crazy is hideous a man. That is the ugly one of the ugliest men I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> he he, him Jesus and Christ. him and Otis Nixon would be uh, one and two. Well, they're close. They are both ugly people. They're not attractive men. I think one. you know Ted probably <laughs> knows though. He's yeah, got yeah, yeah, to yeah, by yeah, now. Yeah. He's ha- he has to know. It's, he's a, he's got a weird f- his forehead. He looks like a goddamn prehistoric man. Yeah, he's yeah. just a hideous well, he dude, can, and he's red. He can play like monsters without any, <laughs> you know, without any makeup, makeup, any anything. <laughs> Thing. Just comes in, they're like, nope, you're good. Ah. Hold on, wait, a little powder on the floor. There you go, you're shiny. And then he gets out there. No prosthetics. A face like that, that and a ginger? <laughs> fuck, the man, fuck you poor here. bastard. So, <laughs> man, so uh, the, the Bills are psyched about OJ. Mm-hmm. They cannot wait. Everyone is excited. This is the They landed the grand prize of yeah. the country. I mean, we, we read off all the other guys outside of Mean Joe Green, who nobody knew was going to be a fucking Hall of Famer. He went fourth. Uh, OJ was the prize. Nobody else. He was worth the shit as far as anybody was concerned. His rookie year, uh, he plays in 13 games. Back then, it was a 14-game season. Right. He plays in 13 games, 181 rushes, uh, 697 yards, 3.9 yards per uh, per carry. Now, we must tell you, the Bills were fucking terrible yeah. back then. They were awful, and people just keyed in on O.J. That's all there was to it. It was, it was we're going to hand off to O.J. a lot, right. and everyone would just stack the box, Got it. and O.J. would try to get out of that. Yeah. It, was a, it, was a, it was a mess. 69, uh, the Bills, uh, not, they're, they're just, man, just not a good team at all. Fucking, uh, this, this entire... They're four and ten is their record, which is terrible, obviously. Yeah. But it's worse than that. It's one, <laughs> it's one of those things. And their quarterback was the guy who was Bob Dole's running mate in 1996. No kidding. Yeah, Kemp Eesh. was his uh, Bob Dole's 
vice he presidential played in the candidate. NFL? Yeah, he was a quarterback. That he is played horrific. For the, for the Seahawks, he played for the Bills forever. Yeah, yeah Kemp was a. That's disgusting. You know, there's a few of those That's out there. Pathetic. He was almost vice president. Well, not really. It was a, they got their no, asses kicked. Clo- it wasn't even close. Nowhere close. No. So Buffalo that year. As soon as that dude said he invented the internet, it was over. That was Al Gore. <laughs> oh. That was later on, and he didn't say he invented the internet. They said he said he invented the internet. <laughs> All right. Not that I Wait, give oh, a Bob shit Dole about. Bob was the other one. I yeah, know ninety six. Like. Yeah, yeah, he was the vice president for Bush. No, no, he was never anybody's vice. Bob Dole wasn't a vice president. Bob Dole. Was Didn't he a run senator. with somebody? He's a senator. I think he ran with somebody. Did he run seventy six? Did he run with know. Ford? Possibly I swore he ran with somebody. As he might have been. He might have been Ford's vice presidential candidate in seventy six. Okay. I believe and he lost then too. Yeah, Ford lost to Carter in seventy six. No, I mean uh, Dole then. Well, if Car- if Ford right. lost, he lost too. <laughs> That's on the fucking ticket. Yeah. <laughs> I get it. You can't pick one for me. No, no, you could in like the eighteen hundreds. It was that would be great. It was just one and two. Yeah, they're going to get along. <laughs> they used to do the top two vote getters. Yeah. There's your fucking vice president and president. Oh. So it would be Trump and Hillary right now would Yeesh. be your president, then vice president. That would be. Although you know what, it's a fucking disaster anyway. At least that <laughs> would be fucking. Right. That would be amusing anyway yeah. to have them fighting with each other like right. on the White House lawn. I would. We'd have something. If it's going to be a fucking joke anyway, uh, yeah. who cares? Let's yeah. at least make it entertaining rather than just sad. <laughs> we Please. Should, what we should do, Fuck though, is me. put like president and vice president and then pick our vice president and pick our president. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And not just have like one and two like yeah, that. Yeah, but then they decided maybe we'll try to get people that'll work together <laughs> and just point. pick a whole thing and, you know. Plus, then it was motivation yeah. to for people to try to assassinate the person from the other party, oh, so their point. party, then their that's president. So point. that was the other issue. I didn't even that think they, about that. Back then, that was a big deal because you could assassinate a president, no right. problem. And now just walk right up to him and shoot him. Like Nobody a death cared. warrant signed. Yeah. <laughs> you used to be able to just go to the White House to complain about shit. Literally, back in the day, you could just walk in the White House and be like, I want to talk to the president. I'm here to you see son Trump. son of a bitch. And then they, you could yell at him for something, and he'd go, all right, well, I'll work on it. And then he'd leave. It was like having a mayor. It's like a local mayor. Ah, fuck, there's too many people now. Wouldn't too many it be great people. to be able to That's do that? That's the problem. That'd be great. Hey, dickhead. Whoever's president. Hey, asshole. I got a beef to fucking bone to pick with you. At best, we got Twitter, and they don't even see that shit. No, nah, they don't care about that shit. <laughs> so, uh, so, yeah, 1969, he does that. 1970, he only plays in eight games. He was injured a little bit that year. 120 rushes for 488 yards and five touchdowns. So he's a 4.1 a carry, which is yards per carry is okay. But, you know, he doesn't have a thousand yard season yet and he's supposed to be the savior of the league. So people are kind of getting a little bit disappointed in him. But Buffalo's three and ten, three, ten and one. And they're fucking terrible. (laughs) They're fucking terrible. You really can't expect much out of these people at this point. Uh, So we'll talk about a little OJ's uh, extracurricular activities at this moment in time from that time period. Well, I mean, there's pussy, obviously. Well, he's in everything, but there's also movies and TV shows. This guy is every fucking where. He's in a uh, a TV series here. He's he's in Dragnet, Uh which was a big series, obviously, Uh in 68. He's in It Takes a Thief, which is a TV series in 68. He played an airline passenger. And uh, he on Ironside with holy shit, that's Raymond Burr. Yeah. who we were just talking yeah. about. Yeah. That's uh, that's impressive. On Iron, <laughs> who knew? <laughs> on Iron, forgot forgot about that in the notes. But uh, 1968, that yeah. he's in that. He plays in that. He plays a uh, a prison guard in a show called The Name of the Game in 1968. He's in Medical Center, which was a big TV show. He plays uh, actually as a uh, Brew Wiley is the guy's name mm-hmm. in 1969. Got a character name. Got a character name. Yeah. He's in a movie called The Dream of 
of Hamish Moe in 1969. That's what I thought, too. I said, what the fuck is the dream of Hamish Moe? So I looked it up. Yeah. and uh, It's, quote, a team, a lost team of Buffalo soldiers and their captain in the aftermath of the Civil War trek through the, Dex- uh, the Tex- Texas desert on an odyssey to retrieve a comrade they had thought had been dead. Wow. That's some serious shit. Yeah. That's not like some silly. That's like a, he's playing like a, a soldier who's right. been through a war and that's has incredible. to go. Weird. You wouldn't expect that out of OJ, but that's that's what really, he does. Buffalo Soldiers. I can think of a Buffalo we could get. Yeah, I know one. Yeah. Uh, 1970, he writes his autobiography, uh-huh. which is hilarious because he just graduated from college. He doesn't do anything. He hasn't done, I mean, he's done more than done enough. we've done, but yeah. it's you're still not old enough to have any perspective over anything except for jerking off. It's he's only, still got a career for fuck's sake. That's Wait what I'm saying. Your career's over. He just started his yeah. career. It's called OJ, the education of a rich rookie. Oh, Christ. so it's trying to be like, you know, oh, teaching him to be, you know, uh, whatever like mature. A, a mature yeah. person it's him yeah coming of age 255 pages what the which fuck is a, that's a pretty big book that's for steep. a 22 year old kid to write. it's weird uh yeah and night and he he's money comes like crazy for him really? all these tv parts movie parts he's getting endorsements and d- deals and all over buffalo he's fucking got his name all over everything car dealer commercials yeah. all that sort of thing his salary's a number one overall draft pick sure so his salary is pretty high also so in 1971, he told a, uh, a New York paper that he was already wealthy enough to retire. He said, quote, that he could, quote, retire this week if he wanted to from playing football. What's, he didn't need to play football number? anymore. That's oh, God, Jesus. That's what I'm saying. Is it I don't five know. mil? Think he's got that by now? No, fuck no. Back then. But think about back then. One million was like yeah. having 10 million now. Right. So it's a, it's a different case. Good this is Lord. this is pre 70s inflation and everything yeah. else. So it's a different thing. 1971 for Buffalo. He plays in all 14 games. He has 183 rushes for 742 yards, 4.1 a carry. So he's, that's not too shabby either. The Bills that year are guess what they are. What? I'll give you a guess terrible yeah they're one in 13 they won one game <laughs> one fucking game so is, you, is that the only team that had won only one until no, lots the, of teams really? won one game Have yeah they done one, that a lot? one game was very common really yeah it's no games that's not common right. that was that's just tampa and, and detroit right yeah that and the john mckay yeah. team that he's in favor of their execution <laughs> at least you didn't hear detroit's coach say that at the yeah. time. he was just joking about it. he's like wow they're terrible jesus right. i don't know it's an expansion team detroit's coach was still trying to get another job well, yeah, because that was an established team. Well, they told McKay. McKay came in, and the owner hired him and said, with the Tampa Bay, they, he, McKay said, I can't do anything for five years. They will be terrible for five years. So this owner said, you got five years. So be as bad as you want, and in five years, make the playoffs. Yeah. So McKay didn't give a shit. He was under no pressure in year one and two. So he was just like, they're awful. I told you they'd be awful. They're pretty bad, right? Yeah, worse than I thought. Okay, moving on, which is fucking great. Hilarious. So good. So 72 is when he comes into his own. Yeah. 72, he plays in all 14 games, 292 rushes, leads the league with 1,251 yards, six touchdowns, has a 94-yard run that really, it's a famous run. It's a, it's a man, is it wild? Yeah. Him going back and forth and knocking people down and then just fucking gone. It wasn't like going through a hole and then going 94 yards. It's, untouched. It's, this, no, no, no. This, this is, is actually earning bang, it. Bang, 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 drop a guy, hit a guy, wow. juke a guy, yeah. and then take off with 
with your speed. It's incredible. Strength, agility, and speed all displayed in one run pretty impressively. He's an all-pro. Yeah. He's uh, you know uh, a pro bowler this year. First team all-pro. He's nasty as shit. The Bills are only 4-9-1, and nine and one, so they're still terrible, yeah. obviously, because they're the Bills. They suck. 73, though, that's his year. Yeah. 332 rushes for 2,003 yards. Yeah, this was the record. Yeah. Yeah. This was the He set the record for rushing in a season with the 2,003 yards in only 14 games, mind right. you. Which is fucking crazy. That's so much hard. So much That's harder to do. And then so back then harder. too, they were so much stronger. Like the the oh god defenses could fucking pop you and make oh, you they were think al- about well, they running. Were, they again. were allowed to clothesline right. you. They were allowed to do terrible things. Yeah. They were allowed Spearing to you doing shit. Oh, in the, they could do the horrible pile. shit to yeah. you. Poke you in the crazy. eyes. Everything was everything was allowed. They could head slap you, clothesline yeah. you, you name it. Yeah. Punch you in the face. It didn't matter. <laughs> Anything. <laughs> the Bills were nine and five that year. Uh-huh. So OJ carried the Bills to be decent. He. Averaged 143 yards a game, okay. which is fucking insane that year. Uh, 1974, also, wait, 73. Uh, speaking of 73, he also won the NFL MVP. Yeah. So he's the NFL MVP in, in every type of way, uh, every voting possible, the okay. newspapers, the AP, the it's NFL. Unanimous. It's unanimous yeah. here. He wins the Burt Bell Award for the Player of the Year, the AP Offensive Player of the Year, the whole deal. He's yeah. a he's a bad motherfucker. Also, 72-73, more TV shows. He's in uh, Cades County, which is a TV show. Now he's got character names always, though. Now he's not just Onlooker. Yeah. Now he's Jeff Hughes. Uh-huh. Uh, so 1972-73, Owen Marshall, Counselor at Law. Oh, that, was a, that was a TV show. What? <laughs> <laughs> Counselor at law. I don't know. Uh, he plays Sims in, in that show. Uh, he, he's on Here's Lucy, yeah. which is I Love Lucy. This is Lucille Ball's like third TV show okay. that I used to see. I've always been an insomniac. Okay. And in the 80s, when I'd wake up at 2 o'clock in the morning and turn on my shitty 13-inch black and white TV in yeah. my room, uh, Here's Lucy would always be on in the middle of the fucking night. And it's about Lucy being like this like... I don't know, this old rich lady who's got a real raspy voice and she yells at everybody. And I used to watch it all the time. But he plays himself on that. And then he's in a movie called Why. Which it's I, called it's Why? It's called Why. Like W-H-Y. Why, goddammit. Yeah, okay. Why? Why, I ask you. <laughs> why? Why? So, yeah, it's called Why. So he's in that there. Uh, now, 74. We'll talk about Then I got something very funny to discuss here. Mm-hmm. 74. 270 rushes for 1,125 yards, three touchdowns, uh, 75. These are all all pro and Pro Bowl years, too. 75, he is uh, 329 rushes for 1,817 yards, 16 touchdowns, leads the league. 5.5 per carry that year okay. in 75, which is fucking ridiculous. That's He's all, just maintaining You the just whole give time. him the yeah, ball yeah, always, and he'll yeah. get a first down. Uh, eight and six, the Bills are, so they even get better. Even even the Bills get better. Holy shit. So uh, that's not bad. Around this time, he is, I found, there's this book called Three Bricks Short of a Load, mm-hmm. and it's about the Pittsburgh Steelers from 1974. It's a reporter that yeah. is embedded with them, and it's really just a more, it's less about on the field and more about just the guy's off the field yeah. and team dynamics and how people are and shit like that. And one of the guys in this book talks about OJ mm-hmm. and he says, there's only one guy in the NFL that I'm afraid of. And that's OJ Simpson. And the guy's like, what the fuck are you talking about? There's guys twice the size of OJ Simpson. And he said, no, 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 no. He goes, OJ. And this is in the mid seventies. This is, this is in retrospect. He said, OJ is a killer. 
He said, he has the eyes of a murderer. He said, when that guy, he goes, everybody else, when you tackle him, they might give you a look like they're pissed or whatever. He goes, when you tackle OJ, he said, he makes my blood chill the way he looks at me. He looks at you like I could kill you right fucking now, and I would love to. And if there wasn't 100,000 people here, I fucking would. He said that literally, like, he said, he scares me as a human being. How about that? He told me he has the eyes of a killer, that fucking guy. Mm-hmm. Scary as shit. And I was like, that is is fucking hilarious unbelievable the anger in his eyes when you tackle him is like how fucking dare you hold me back i would murder you if i could that's so funny i've never heard anyone describe that in football like anybody like that before at all uh so at this point too he's also in a movie called the klansman in 74 what (laughs) i had to get the description of this one also the klansman i was like pardon i doubt he's the klansman I, I, that's not his role, probably, I'm yeah, thinking. No. Uh, this stars Lee Marvin, Richard Burton. What? These are big movie stars. Yeah. Cameron Mitchell, who mm-hmm. turned into an amazing B-movie star later on and on many, many movies. That There's this show on YouTube called Best of the Worst. Yeah. These guys in Milwaukee do it. Uh, Red Letter Media. They're fucking hilarious, but we very rarely recommend comedy. Yeah. These dudes are funny as shit, and they watch these terrible, terrible like B and C movies and try to make sense of them. Really in a hilarious way. And Cameron Mitchell's in like three quarters of these fucking movies. <laughs> just in the eight. Did just, just love him? Just, he's in. No, he's just he did every shit B yeah, movie. Like if yeah. you had a shit B movie and you needed like a, you know, some name actor and you had five grand, Cameron Mitchell would do it. He'd yeah. show up for the day and, you know, mail in a fucking phone in a performance, basically. And that was what it was. So uh, the the description of this movie is, quote, a local sheriff tries to keep the peace as racial strife hits his small Alabama town as tensions boil over when a black man is accused of raping a white woman. Oh, Jesus. Is that OJ? I I don't know. (laughs) OJ, did you were you the are you the rapist here or what? Uh, I'm not sure if he's the rapist, but uh, yeah, I haven't seen the actual movie at this point. He's also in uh, in The Towering Inferno, which is a very famous movie about a building on fire, which was a very famous movie. It's kind of when people noticed he was an actor at that point. Uh, The Diamond Mercenaries. He's in that. He plays Bopper Alexander. Hmm. I don't know. Uh, he uh, he's in the, the Cassandra Crossing. He's also Good God. His IMDb is deep. Oh, it's way deep. Uh, he's in fucking Roots in seventy seven. Was he in that? He's in Roots, man. Wow. Yeah. Oh yeah. I remember him in Roots. I've seen Roots. He's, I've only seen that movie maybe twice. He's he's in Roots. I yeah. mean, Jesus Christ. So that's in part one of Roots. He's like he's shit that was as big everybody watched fucking roots so i mean everybody saw him he's also in a tv movie called a killing affair uh there so he really has uh, like in society he is there Uh i mean he's a everyone knows who oj simpson is period there's nobody that doesn't know who he is in terms of that he's as famous as muhammad ali probably in the united states at this point which is saying something here. Uh, 76, he had 1,503 yards and eight touchdowns. 77, he only played in eight and seven games. He was injured a lot. He had 557 yards. And then after that, he's going to go to San Francisco. Uh, he's going to be end up going to San Francisco to finish out his career. Mm-hmm. I don't know. We'll talk about that in a second here. In 1975, People magazine described OJ as, quote, the first black athlete to become a bona fide, lovable media superstar. Wow. 
he he was he was the first athlete that was black that transcended race that nobody just white people would see him on a commercial and be i'm gonna buy that chevy now because yeah. fucking oj man he's a good guy everybody liked oj uh from 75 on he started appearing in the in the hertz rental car ads yes i remember those. that he was so famous for that whenever anybody makes fun of oj they just show him running through an airport and jumping over suitcases, suitcases and all that and shit bags and all helping shit. an old lady right. oh hold on all that crap uh so he did that started in 75 so wow. he was doing that for for fucking years he did that's how good he was at bringing business in that they mm-hmm. kept him around for 10 years mm-hmm. outside of the progressive flow chick nobody <laughs> yeah. is on a commercial for anything for 10 years right. they get tired of people and right. you get rid of them even the verizon guy went somewhere else. he went over there yeah. maybe the, the the cavemen or some shit but yeah. they're not even like a real person or the guy for toyota that guy's, that guy's been around for forever, yeah. but nobody knows who he is. He's nobody just, knows his name. He's just a guy from Toyota. Random, chunky white guy <laughs> right. who looks like everybody else. Random and, white dad. Yeah, random white Midwest dad. That's who he is. <laughs> hey, guys. Sell cars. Yeah, look at me. <laughs> like, yeah. I love Toyota. Hey, Toyotas are wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> they pay my mortgage. Hey, wonderful. Yeah. Hmm, look at that. <laughs> so, yeah, he would do that. He... Uh, he, they said that the, the six, the ad campaign raised the recognition rate of OJ from, uh, from, he says that people he knew, like people he met, people recognized him from the Hertz commercials. He said it went from people, about 30% of the people he met recognizing him and knowing who he was to 90% mm-hmm. of the people because that commercial was on constantly. So yeah. he said after that, he, everyone on earth knew who he was and he couldn't get away from anything. Uh, also, TV. He's on a ton of these TV shows dating back to 67. He's on the Ed Sullivan show, which is like where the Beatles came out. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, not came out, but in America. That's where they were exposed. That's where they were right. exposed. The Rosie Greer show, the Joey Bishop show, which mm-hmm. was like, you know, Joey Bishop, I got Frank Sinatra and those guys. Like, that was a real, like, you know, middle yeah. white yeah. kind of thing. Uh, the Joe Namath show. Mm-hmm. He was on the Mike Douglas show, which was a big talk show. The Sonny and Cher comedy hour. He yeah, appeared in 74. The Flip Wilson show he yeah. appears on. He's all these TV shows and doing comedy. People think he's funny. They think he's he's friendly and sharp. He did the uh, the uh, TV movie documentary in 74. O.J. Simpson, Juice on the Loose. Because mm. they call him Juice, by right. the way, if you don't know, because O.J. O.J. is... Right. Yes. Uh, the Mac Davis show. He presented at the 47th Annual Academy Awards in 1975. He gave out a fucking Oscar to somebody. What? Somebody has an Oscar on their shelf that was handed to them by O.J. fucking Simpson. That's hilarious. How strange is that shit? He was on the Bobby Vinton show. <laughs> well, well, that's him and Bobby Vinton sitting there is a weird combination for some reason. He's on the Captain and Tennille show. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. Sitting between the Captain and Tennille. That's the weirdest goddamn thing ever. And also the celebrity challenge of the sexes where he played ping pong against a woman. Really? For some reason. I don't know why. I don't know how, what that proves either way. <laughs> I don't feel like that proves a dominant sex in ping pong. Do you think, do you think that was his choice? They're like, we're going to have you play ping pong and he's like only if it's down to a woman he goes I'll, I'll beat a woman's ass in ping pong matter of fact i'll just beat a woman's ass you can give me a weapon against a woman let's right. go oh there's a ball too i don't know about that a paddle uh, okay now in the mid-70s yeah. here this is what we'll talk about uh an excerpt from a book and i mentioned this once before jesus a year ago mm-hmm. but i didn't get into that much detail and there's a guy named john roberts john roberts is one of the cocaine cowboys guys if you've seen on netflix they have cocaine cowboys cocaine cowboys too they have all these documentaries about the cocaine cowboys people who brought you know 
uh, coke in by the ton through Pablo Escobar into Florida. If you've watched Narcos, it's the other side of of that, of Narcos. So John Roberts was kind of the guy kind of at the head of this. And Cocaine Cowboys, he's the guy who oh, they, he talks about basically playing, uh, playing bumper cars with brand new Mercedes with his wife in the driveway while they were fighting because he had so much fucking money oh, Lord. that they would smash up two brand new Mercedes in the driveway and they had millions of dollars in cash buried all in swamps and shit. Just because you called me an asshole. Yeah, well, they were coked out of their minds, okay. too. And, you know, yeah. it was the 80s. In the 80s, you just did. That was considered. You do wild shit. Hey, you know, <laughs> we'll do that. Then we'll listen to the new Phil Collins and, you know, it'll be all everything will be fine. Some golden earring on the Put radio. Put some Susu Studio on and smash any <laughs> with my goddamn mercedes it's gonna be fucking fine buddy hit that twilight zone yeah no that's a great song (laughs) (laughs) i'm thinking more 80s i'm picturing her like that song is super 80s that twilight zone song that's like 81 was it yeah that's early 82 maybe so you're looking for like i'm looking for like 85 studio i'm looking for he's got his sleeves rolled up on his like silver blazer he's got coke all in his mustache you know what i mean He's got Fuck coke yeah. in his mustache. He's got a, a flat mullet. That's what I'm picturing right now. She's got like a her dress is like got big puffs in the shoulders, yeah. and it's got like parts that are like looks like silver foil, and the rest of it's black. It's weird. And her left arm sleeve is much longer much than longer her right. Than, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, you got me. You see what I'm see what I'm getting at. Hey, everybody, just going to take a quick break from the show to tell you a little bit about ZipRecruiter. Oh, the ZipRecruiter job job search app. That's right. It's good stuff here. Finding a new job is a lot of work. What if you had your own personal recruiter to help you find a better job? Wouldn't That's that be nice? What it's what we all need here. Now, ZipRecruiter's technology can do that for you. All you need to do, just download the ZipRecruiter job search app, let it know what kind of jobs you're interested in, and its technology starts doing the work and getting in there and finding you what you need the ZipRecruiter app finds jobs you'll like and puts your profile in front of, in front of employers who may be looking for someone just like who? Just like you, you, Jimmy. That's right. You and you and you and everybody out there. If an employer likes your profile, ZipRecruiter lets you know. So if you're interested in the job, you can then apply to it. That's beautiful. No wonder ZipRecruiter is the number one rated job search app. And based on third-party survey, seven out of ten people who found a new job on ZipRecruiter increased their salaries so you can't beat that everybody wants more money these were the results of a 2017 u.s survey of over 500 zip recruiter users who got hired for a job they found on zip recruiter all you need to do download these free zip recruiter job search app today and let the power of technology work for you don't wait the sooner you download the free zip recruiter job search app the sooner it can find you a better job and now back to the show just going to take a quick break from the show to tell you about a new show from Parcast. Uh-huh. Tell you a little bit about this. Code names, deception, gadgets. It might seem like something out of the movies, but most spies are ordinary, forgettable people, which makes them all the more dangerous. So what does it really take to be a spy? Well, every week, the Parcast original espionage tells the story of the world's most incredible undercover missions and how these covert operations succeeded or failed, yeah. which sounds pretty awesome. Find out the real-world spy tactics required 
required to impersonate, exploit, and infiltrate the most confidential places in the world. You'll be fascinated by the story of George uh, Trofimov. Trofimov, I actually think I pronounced that right. A high-ranking army official who was arrested after allegedly accepting money from a Russian intelligence agent who was actually an undercover FBI agent. That's interesting as it can be here. And you'll be astounded by the lives of the Coens, a seemingly ordinary couple from New York City who actually spent years stealing American military secrets for the Soviet Union. Episodes on British codebreaker Alan Turing, as well as triple agent Henry Derricourt are out right now. Own, uh, search for, and subscribe to Espionage on Spotify or wherever you listen to podcasts. Again, search Espionage or visit parcast.com slash espionage to listen now. And now back to the show. Now, John Roberts wrote a book called American Desperado, Mm -hmm. and it's a fucking great book, by the way. It's this guy's story from growing up in New York City to becoming like the biggest fucking coke kingpin Uh in South Florida and and the whole thing. And he's not in prison or anything like that now. So he he led an extremely interesting life. Like, you know, he got bullied by the CIA and all that shit into selling shit. He was making runs for. Yeah, this was all very. Everything you that's interesting about our country and the drug war and all that shit is in this book. Right now. It's all in that mm-hmm. book. So he talks about being in Miami and being a big time coke play, coke dealer, yeah. and he had a lot of famous people that he knew. And uh, one of a guy, one of the guys he knew uh, was a guy named Mercury Morris. Yeah. Now, if, if you don't know who Mercury Morris is, you will because we'll do an episode someday. <laughs> undefeated Dolphin. <laughs> he's a, one of the one of the championship undefeated Dolphin mm-hmm. players. So that means he's got a name forever. And right. he also got busted with a shitload to coke at one point very much into coke mercury morris nowadays he's turned his life around he's been clean and everything for 25 years but still toasting every year a mess back then though Mm -hmm. so he he knew this john roberts guy mercury morris did so this guy says one day the buffalo bills were coming to play miami into Uh town uh into miami to play the dolphins and he says that mercury morris called him up to john john roberts says and he said quote john i'm going to bring a guy to your house and he t- said he told Mercury Morris, Merc, you're my man. Bring down anybody you want to bring. Yeah. You know, he's a famous dude. So he says, I'm in my house and in walks Merc with O.J. Simpson. So he was like, he says, I was taken aback. Here was O.J. Simpson, Juice. He says, I'm quoting him here, one of the best running backs in history in my house. Uh-huh. So like he was blown away by a celebrity of O.J. Right. And this is a guy, who does, he's a big Coke dealer. He doesn't care about anybody, but he was blown away. He said they sat, sat down immediately. Everybody started doing a shitload of Coke. By the way, if you don't know, O.J. loves cocaine. Does he really? Holy shit, he loves cocaine. <laughs> oh, my God. Every story about him extracurricular curricularly is fucking coke and coke and more fucking coke he is a big coke guy so uh super into it so he says they're putting shit up their noses he says everybody's high as a motherfucker everybody's laughing having fun he says oj turns to him and says quote hey man if you're ever if you're ever in buffalo look me up yeah so (laughs) this is great he says i said quote ever in buffalo juice are you out of your fucking mind i ain't never gonna be in buffalo unless they blow it up and put the pieces on a barge and bring it down here where it's nice what the fuck is wrong with you <laughs> not a barge. that's essentially your quote that's, that's pretty beautiful. much my quote yeah what the fuck do i want to go to buffalo for 
Jesus Christ. So what the f- what the fuck is wrong with you is what he says. Blow it up, put it on a barge, bring it down here where it's nice. Where it's nice. <laughs> put it on a barge and bring it down there. I love that. The OJ was just like, oh, okay. All right. I was trying to be friendly, but cool. <laughs> I was hoping he'd bring me Coke. Hey, guess not. And he says, quote, I don't know what came over me. I guess OJ rubbed me the wrong way. After an hour in my house, it was tiring to be around him. Even though all of us were doing Coke, OJ went beyond. He was a Coke fiend. He was crazed. Yeah. So this guy says, and he says, quote, talking to OJ, the other impression that I got was he was very fortunate he had talent as a running back. Mm-hmm. Without that, he would have been lucky to work flipping burgers. I'm not saying OJ was a dummy. He told a lot of funny stories, but he was very stuck on himself, and I didn't see that he had the brains to back that up. Okay. Interesting. And then he says, quote, when OJ left my house that first night, I was glad. So that's in one meeting of OJ comes over, he does a shitload of coke, he's super annoying, and then he leaves. Washes his hands of him. Who cares, yeah. right? Then he says a few weeks later, he shows up again. OJ does with Mercury Morris. He's hey, like, where's that coke at? He's like, oh, Christ, I got this asshole <laughs> yeah. in my house again? So he says after a few hours, Merck had to go home to see his kids. Yeah. So he says, so he liked Merck. Merck was a good guy, so he's like, that's fine. But he left OJ there. Uh, what? So like, you leave this fucking guy in my house? Great. Now I'm stuck with OJ for the... Oh, my God. So he says, now I'm alone with OJ. He came on a Thursday night and the next day he's still in my living room. (laughs) He says blasted out of his mind still doing coke. So he just sat in his house doing coke for a whole entire fucking day. He said he was so wasted, didn't even know what he was doing, OJ. He says, quote, suddenly I'm his babysitter. Outside of doing my coke, OJ's only other interest was, quote, he wanted to fuck any white girl there was. (laughs) Which, you can take that as racist, but it's also just observant. This is beautiful. Because he just, (laughs) OJ liked white girls. Sorry, that's what he was into. And he he would fuck any white girl that crossed his path. That's a lot of white shit here. Not a racist thing. He likes white powder and white girls. That's all there is to it. Uh, This, by the way, still married to marguerite this is you know get out who was not white at all but he likes white just whatever so and just john roberts i don't know if he's racist or not who the fuck knows if some old coke dealer's racist or not but th- this sounded way more like an observation than a judgment yeah of you know i didn't want him to fuck the white girls he just was like yeah hey, that's all he was interested in whatever he says quote but he was too crazed to leave the house that's how fucking how fucked up OJ was. He said the easiest thing was to put him in the guest room and bring in a bunch of hookers. <laughs> <laughs> how about that? When you've got somebody that won't leave your house and you're like, fuck it, go to the guest room. I'll you know bring what? hookers. I'm just going to get a bunch of hookers. Fuck it, because that's all he wanted to do, man. I got to get some girls. I got to get some girls, but I'm too fucked up to leave the house. So he's like, fine, just go in there and I'll bring, I'll just get you hookers if it'll shut you up. So now OJ's in the guest room and a day and a half cocaine binge out of his fucking mind waiting on prostitutes so he said this is the quote from john douglas quote they could be ugly as long as they had bleach blonde hair and were white that's it he didn't give a shit what they look like that's what oj told him he said he'd party with one or two girls for a couple hours then he'd want the next ones my god (laughs) he's insatiable he said for coke he said i kept a small herd of whores in my living room not my words quote from a book (laughs) i kept a small herd of whores in my living room feeding them booze and blow so they could be on call for oj unbelievable so now this guy's like a harem tender yeah. to this fucking guy now he's got to keep all these 
women on a on a good balance of coke and booze so they're ready to go service oj <laughs> when he's ready to fucking do so th- this is crazy and uh saturday night so he came on a thursday and it's now saturday night yeah mercury morris never came back no he just left oj with him right he said saturday night i go in oj's room and say quote look man don't you got to go to practice with your team isn't there a curfew <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck are you doing here man it's fucking you got a playbook to number dude it's saturday what are you doing <laughs> And he says, quote, curfew, I'm OJ. I do anything I want. That's what he said. Wow, that's, an o- that's what he said. I'm OJ. I do anything I want. What do they get to suspend him? Yeah. He's OJ. Yeah. So that's what it was. And he says, Juice, you got a game in Buffalo tomorrow. He tells him tomorrow. Tomorrow you have a game in Buffalo. I'm a gambler. Trust me. I know when the fucking game. It was that, too. We're six hours away from fucking kickoff, man. Yeah. Uh, he says, quote, OJ says, quote, as long as you get me on the first plane in the morning, I'll be fine. Unbelievable. So he's going to go do that and he's going to stroll in and they're all going to go, OJ, he's going to put his pads on and rush out there. Holy shit. Uh, by Sunday morning, the man is totally, totally gone. OJ didn't say I better chill out and get some sleep and wake me up in the morning and right. take me. He goes, so I got till morning to party that means so he is still how do you live like that who knows he says quote he's burned through so much blow so many whores his eyes don't even focus no more that's his quote uh he's awake but his head is rolling on his chest yeah he's just in this like he's in a fucking he's about to play football nfl football (laughs) with yeah with prostitutes spit on his dick and coke remnants all over his nose he says and he's gonna be great well maybe not this was toward the end here he says john roberts says quote i call a friend to help me carry him to my car by the time we get to the airport oj's in another world i slap him in the face and shout juice i'm going to give you a big fucking line to try to wake him up yeah uh i spoon fed a mountain of shit up his nose (laughs) what is happening What is happening here? This is amazing. This is a great story. I believe every, every word fucking of it. word yeah. of the story, because most of his stories, he just goes off. They they do. The one thing in this book is the author that works with him. Yeah. They have a whole, like, they'll have a page, and then they'll have a separate page for fact check. Yeah. Uh, this case where he said this happened was actually a case of this and that, and he did that, and records show this and that, yeah. to try to make sure what he's saying is true, because sure. he's got these fantastical stories that are fucking true. Yeah. They're all true. So uh, he says, I'm going to give you a big fucking line. I spoon-fed a mountain of shit up his nose. I thought it would wake him up, but it works the opposite way. He goes out cold. <laughs> So he said he's almost in a coma when we carry him out. So now this is like the most famous man in America. Is they're basically he's a coke dealer who's dragging him out of his car in a coke coma. This is (laughs) not good for optics for you know public uh, for public indulgence here. So he says a sky cap gets us a wheelchair and we roll him into the airport. Oh my god! Uh, Yeah. So he talks about how OJ was famous for the Hertz commercial, which wasn't exactly this run through the airport with uh, on a wheelchair. He says, "quote As he rolls him through the airport, my friend is goofing on the edge and the." ad shouting go oj go (laughs) (laughs) his buddy dive over some some shit because people because that old lady the little white lady goes go oj go and so that's the friend go oj while he's comatose with his head on his chin (laughs) drooling and shit (laughs) 
smelling like 18 different fucking street women. So he says, quote, we push him right up to the gate. I find a stewardess and say, ma'am, Mr. Simpson drank a little too much last night. Can you pour some coffee down his throat and make sure he gets on this flight to Buffalo? He's got a game today. And he says at that point, OJ finally opens his eyes and says, hey, man, where am I? To which he says, you're getting on an airplane. Uh And he, he says, John, I left my rental car at your house. And John goes, don't worry, Juice, I'll return it. And OJ says, just leave it there until next weekend. I'll be right back. And OJ, John says, what do you mean next weekend? And he says, I'll be back, man. We're going to, we'll party some more. No. John says, Juice, man, I'm going out of town. That's what he told him. Like, no. He said, I am retired from partying after today. He said, uh, obviously, I was lying. Next weekend, I was going to take some quiet runs on the beach and work on my fitness, <laughs> not hang out with OJ Simpson. So that weekend changed his life. That weekend, he's like, Jesus Christ. Christ, I can't deal with OJ. I got to get myself in shape. I can't. I can't live like this anymore. I just can't live like this anymore. So yeah, OJ uh, is a mess here. Obviously, uh, and then that's and it shows too. That's him. You know, yeah. nobody knows that shit. Nobody saw that. He was still the guy in the Hertz commercial. Just saw a big smile right. and not coke comas. And at home, this was taking a toll on him. At this point, he's got three children, uh-huh. and uh, Marguerite is he's with Marguerite, but their marriage is falling apart because yeah. he's. I don't know, fucking dozens of prostitutes in one night. Maybe that's a good reason here. Uh, That'll make married sex a little fucking boring. That's what I mean. Yeah. (laughs) It's like that fucking Jake the Snake quote. We did the Jake the Snake thing. He goes, first it's one, then it's two, then it's three, then it's three with toys, then it's this and that. And then when you get home and it's just you and your wife. What the fuck is this? You can't do nothing. (laughs) He's like, you know, I'm used to. This ain't fun. Three and toys and a crack pipe and a thing. (laughs) So, man. (laughs) It's crazy, man. So they said, with Marguerite, uh, women just treated him as if he wasn't married and climbed all over him, is what a friend of his said. He was pursued in hotels. Women would send them their panties in the mail, that sort of stuff. you got to be a strong woman to deal with that. And uh, finally, though, Marguerite and him, uh, they separate in about 77. Mm -hmm. And so that's kind of the end of that. And in 78, he ends up going back to play for, uh, he goes back to San Francisco, ends up playing for the 49ers for the last two years of his career. And uh, it's not terrific there. The 49ers are two and 14 in 1978. Mm -hmm. And they're also two and 14 in 79. This is right. This is 79 is Joe Montana's rookie year. Oh, so he wasn't even the starter. It was Steve DeBerg playing. And uh, two years later, they won the Super Bowl. So that's, that, that this is the beginning of that, but OJ played with Joe Montana. Incredible, isn't that weird? Yeah. You never knew their paths no. crossed. You wouldn't think that. That is fascinating. Oh, the six degrees of separation from OJ is way better than Kevin Bacon <laughs> any day of the fucking week. Just based on his fucking IMDb. Well, when I read his IMDb and his TV appearances mm-hmm. and sports and everything else, right. no one has touched more places. That Incredible. I mean, it would be like if Kevin Bacon also was an NFL Hall of Famer, right? You know, and he's not obviously so. It's. I mean, he might be. I don't yeah. know. He might be great. I'm not know. sure. He seems shitty at basketball in that one movie, The Air, up there. But <laughs> <laughs> seemed to have a was crossover. He, was he in Teen Wolf? Also, 
He was not in Teen Wolf. Who's the, who's he was the, in Footloose. Who, yeah, but who was the bad guy in, in Teen, Teen Wolf? The I, bad guy? Like he was, the, it was on the other... He, he was Johnny from Karate It was Karate that guy. Kid. Yeah. Okay, all right. The, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, you're right. You're 80s right. bad yeah. guy, Johnny, blonde-haired. Hey, right. man. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm cool and have I'm packs. cool. Look at me. Right. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I have a well, more well-developed body than most teenagers. Look at me. <laughs> I look like I'm 28. Isn't yeah. that weird? Isn't that weird? <laughs> <laughs> the body of a 26-year-old? Pretty weird, right? <laughs> Skinny kid. So, uh, yeah, he that ends up happening here. In 1979, his final year in football, he gets a divorce. Marguerite and him are done. He's had enough. So, well, she's well, had she enough, has. I think. Yeah. And that's, that's about it. So that's over. Now, after the divorce, they uh, there's a problem here. And this, this is fucking terrible. They have their youngest son, 23-month-old Aaron, drowns in their swimming pool. Oh, no. This is fucking tragic this is fucking tragic man that's awful for anybody that's terrible how come that's not common knowledge what what is oj what of oj is common knowledge besides nothing our five I minutes mean, i mean you got you got it overshadows everything yeah. it overshadows everything unbelievable yeah. football player and uh stabby stabby that's, that's it. about it that's all people remember maybe nordberg nordberg yeah, yeah that's yeah. it but otherwise that that's like a, a distant three yeah it's that's it but yeah no they had 23 month old child oh, wow. and, and before i knew a lot about him when i heard that i said maybe that was the turning point for mm-hmm. him maybe then he was like you know what fuck it i'm gonna fucking be a dick and i don't care but yeah. no, he was a dick well before yeah. that. But uh, that that's that's got to affect a person. I don't sure. give a shit. You know what happens here. So now he's divorced. Uh, they have a drowned son. Which imagine the and it drowned the the, the boy drowned in his pool. Ugh. So imagine the imagine the guilt trip. Oh, the fights. Oh my god. Jesus, the salty shit she must have said to him. Man, I'm telling you. Uh, he continues to be in movies, though, and uh, he's in uh, a killing affair on uh, TV movies in Capricorn One, yeah. which is a movie, Firepower, in 1979, and a TV movie called Goldie and the Boxer uh-huh. in 1979 here. In 77, while still married to Marguerite and still with her, he meets a young lady named Nicole Brown. Yeah. Uh, kind of a familiar name there. She was working at a wa- as a waitress yeah. at a nightclub called The Daisy. And he was still married, obviously, but he starts, she's a uh, blonde white woman, yeah. and that's what he's into. He thing. likes blonde girls right. and bleach blonde girls, and Nicole fits the bill. Absolutely. And he is into Nicole, and she's really pretty, too, she's and she's pretty, yeah. and, uh, you know, she's, everybody says she has a really good personality, and yeah. she's funny and shit like that, so very easily to be, easy to be attracted to. Uh-huh. So uh, they begin dating, and then, like we said, hey, Marguerite get divorced in 1979 in March, and he continues to date Nicole Brown. Uh, through this time, too, he continues to do movies in 1980. Detour to Terror. Uh-huh. Detour to Terror, yeah. which is a TV movie. Detour to, uh, to, detour to Terror. No, you're, you're going to detour right into Terror. Yeah. That's what you got to do here. Uh, Goldie and the Boxer go to Hollywood, oh, which is a TV movie. Yeah. There's that. Uh, then 1983, Cocaine and Blue Eyes, the TV deal. movie, which yeah. is per- he's like, I like both those things. <laughs> yeah, I like blue-eyed women and cocaine. I, the, he took the gig and he, he was like, it was a porn. He thought he thought it was just a, a, a proposition for a night. Right. He's like, oh, co- yeah, I like blue-eyed Sounds girls great. and cocaine. Sounds great. Then he's like, oh, there's a script. This is a movie. I got shit to do. Shit. I'm Michael Brennan. What is that? Who's he that? He showed up with no pants. Does he get cocaine? <laughs> See, because I I have I brought no pants and I got yeah. this spoon so i'm ready to rock and roll where are the white women at <laughs> exactly uh and then 
In 83, he's also in Hambone and Hilly. Hell yeah. Which I don't know what the fuck that is, but know. he plays neither Hambone nor Hilly. <laughs> he plays Tucker in that one. So I don't know what that does. <laughs> so uh, all together, though, in his career, a fucking I, I, a monstrous, enormous, you, you can't, his fuck, his career is insane. Uh, and overall, he plays in 135 games, 11,236 yards total, 61 touchdowns, averages 4.7 yards per carry right. in his career. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, you can't knock his. He did, he did what he had to do on the field, and God damn it, did was he good? Uh, if you just look up O.J. Simpson running, I know you hate him or whatever, but look up him running, and you go, Jesus Christ, and that it, guy! And take into account that this is a team that fucking was yeah. terrible, and this kid had leg braces and rickets right. as a child. It's it's fucking crazy that he would even get that far. Right. Uh, Nineteen eighty three, he is inducted into the College Football Hall of Fame, which is amazing. And uh, uh, so after that. Brown, he ends up, Nicole and OJ end up being married uh-huh. on February 2nd, 1985, which is uh, five years after he retires from football. They will have two children later on. They'll have uh, uh, Sydney Brooke. I think she just goes by Brooke. Yep. That is, she's born in 1985. And also in 1985, he has a new wife, a new daughter, and he's inducted into the Pro Football Hall of Fame. How about that? So going to Canton there. In this class, it is. This is a hell of a class. It's it's uh, it's uh, OJ, Joe Namath, uh-huh. Roger Staubach, Jesus. and Pete Rozelle, who That's it. Kinda, you know brought the league from yeah. obscurity and was the silverest of, of haired most, white men. Yeah. But Amazing those are Staubach, Namath, and OJ are three pretty big fucking names. Yeah. You know what? Grace. <laughs> Let's call it Grace here. What do you say? I think okay. this this is a good spot to call Grace and and you know go from there. Uh, I can't think of a better place than the Hall of Fame is that's, your pinnacle. Yeah, that's that's a he's, big deal. You've reached your goal. Yeah. You're you're married to the girl you like. Yep. You got kids. Yep. Fucking Grace. <laughs> God damn it. So mid eighties here. You think everything's going great? Yeah. Hall of Famer just got married to this woman that he's been seeing for eight years she's or whatever. You're it. dropping everything over I there. Know. You're dropping things. Things are working out <laughs> for him. You would imagine, but it's not that simple for OJ no. because he can't just be happy with that as a life. Yeah. Come on, he's fucking OJ. So he's got to be getting some shit on the side. Yeah. That's how he is. So who he who is he hooking up with on the side? Apparently during this time it was Tawny Catane. Really? Now, do you know who Tawny Catane yeah, is everybody the video, out there? The White Snake She's video. the girl who was uh humping the hood of the White Snake singer's car right. in uh in the Here I Go Again video right. and then was in all her other videos. She does she's like she does like weird stripper moves, but a, a stripper who spent way too much time in ballet and gymnastics. Like she's got these weird, like yeah. split weird things and right. very strange. She also, uh, was arrested for assaulting Chuck Finley, right. the Angels pitcher who she's married to. And <laughs> she's the female f- uh, face of the eighties. That's what pretty she much. Yeah. And in between, she hosted America's funniest people with Dave Coulier, the terrible, awful racist <laughs> asshole from the, uh, Fuller House shows. <laughs> And he is a terrible person. Trust me. I met him and worked with him, and he's awful. Just an awful, <laughs> awful man. <laughs> you hear Bob Saget makes terrible jokes. I'm sure he's way nicer of a man than Dave That's Coulier. what I'm told. He's a twat. <laughs> I've told this to a couple live show audiences, but I won't, I won't say the one part, because yeah. I like doing that at live shows, but... <laughs> this guy, when you go to a comedy show and you go see Dave Coulier, yeah. you're not going to see the comedy of Dave Coulier. No. You, you're going because nostalgia. You, you're 30, 
four-year-old woman and you liked Full House and you right. want to get a picture with Uncle fucking whatever he is. Joey, was I he think Joey? he was. Yeah. Joey, yeah, yeah, Jesse was the other one. <laughs> right. So that's why they go. The He didn't bring merch with him to sell. Right. So the whole lobby is full of the entire sold-out crowd that was just there to take a picture with him. It's all they want. Right. And I go, okay, everybody's waiting for you. And he goes, yeah, I'm not going out there. <laughs> huh? What? He goes, I didn't, I didn't bring any merch, so I'm not going out there. I go, I don't think they want to buy anything. They all want a picture with you. Right. That's why they're here. And he's like, yeah, you just tell them I'm not coming out. I go, really? There's a... So I walked right out there and went, Dave doesn't have anything to sell, so he's not coming out. <laughs> fuck that guy. <laughs> Normally, Dave you... says he doesn't, he's not exactly taking your money, I, so I said, fuck you. Dave said he has nothing to sell, so he's not coming out. Thanks. <laughs> and I went inside. Fuck it. If you don't give a fuck about your audience, neither do I. Yeah, fuck your audience, fuck Dave. Yeah. <laughs> Normally, a, a comic who's not a complete twat you cover for, if something, you know, always hung over or something, you'd be like, oh, he's not feeling too good. He ate something bad or whatever. But this guy, fuck him. He, you, he, has, you, he has nothing to take your money with, so right. fuck him. <laughs> So anyway, uh, it is terrible. So uh, during this time, he's screwing around with Tony Katane on the side. And mind you, he is married while this is happening. Right. The the band from the 80s, Rat. Do you yeah. know who Rat Fuck is? Yeah. Round and Round. Round and Round. Oh, yeah, yeah it's, it's the only song. Oh, so. they're so good. Round and Round. I still have the albums. Okay, well, love them. their singer, Stephen Percy, wrote a book right. about, you know, his autobiography sure. or whatever. It's pretty fucking funny. Any rocker's autobiographies are From always... From the 80s? Fuck They're yes. so much fun because yeah. we're all like, I went to LA, we did lots of coke, and right. I, you know, it's always crazy, partied with this one, partied right. with that one. Well, in this book, his guitar player, I believe, Robin at the time yeah. in Rat, was uh, what he had been seeing Tony Katane since high school. They oh, knew each boy. other since they, they grew up in San Diego together, and Tony had moved to LA, and then when Rat moved to LA, mm-hmm. he started hooking back up with Robin, and they were like, an old hookup that would always they get together now and then. And the ex sex. They would fall back. Right. Yeah, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. They knew each other since they were teenagers. Sure. Apparently, OJ had started seeing Tony Katane on the side. Uh oh. And Robin had run into OJ at yeah. Tony Katane's house, where apparently Robin came to Stephen, the singer who wrote the book later on, and said, Dude, I'm scared shitless. And he said, Why? He goes, Fucking OJ Simpson threatened to kill me. And he goes, what? OJ, the Hertz guy threatened to right. kill you? Like, what are you talking about? OJ's just a smiley guy at that point. And he said, I ran into him at Tawny's house, and Tawny's apparently been seeing him too. And OJ said, if you don't stop fucking with Tawny, I'm going to fucking kill you. Oh and he meant that shit. He goes, I believe it. He goes, I'm not fucking, I'm scared of that guy. I've seen it in his eyes. He's yeah. a killer. He's a killer, like we heard before. But he's also a big fucking guy. Yeah. And OJ, if you remember the uh, the uh, Rick James story on Chappelle's show, if Charlie Murphy, what he says is, First thing I remember about OJ, he's got a big fucking head. Yeah, he does. He's got a big, monstrous head and big old hands. And if that guy's threatening you with that deep voice and you're a skinny, blonde guitar player, you might take that shit seriously. (laughs) So he was very scared at that point. But he's still in movies. He's in Back to the Beach. Remember Back to the Beach with Frankie Avalon? Yeah, I watch that all the time. He's in Back to the Beach. He's a guy at the airport who's uncredited. He just makes like a cameo, an uncredited cameo. Uh, He's in Student Exchange, which is a 1987 TV movie. in 1988, he makes his his true. Mm-hmm. This is his, this is his zenith of his acting moment yeah. here. He's a naked gun yes. from the files of Police Squad, where he plays Nordberg, right. where he gets. If you've never seen the Naked Gun, Just every gag's on him. 
every the, the character is he's Nordberg and everything every scene that he's in awful horrible physical things befall him he's uh, you know they shoot him they hit him they he falls off the boat deck and a lot of octopus is latched onto him he goes in the hospital and the bed crunches him up and slams him down he's in a fucking full body cast full body cast are still hurting him then finally he's in a wheelchair and frank drebin there leslie nielsen slaps him on the back and he goes all the way down and shoots off the upper deck he's nordberg's a disaster in this goddamn movie but he's it's oj's funniest movie, moment it's a it's the same gag with him it's that's and it you're just watching for that shit it's so funny because oh, i gotta got give oj credit he plays it perfect too he's just oh yeah oh they finally were like he's such a bad fucking actor let's just have him act badly the whole time while he's getting hit and that's what makes it funny is that he's so bad at getting at reacting to this shit right. which makes it hilarious and then he's also in in the heat of the night the hmm. tv series with uh, archie bunker in it there what Carol O'Connor in the really? heat of the night. The he plays like an old Southern. I just remember the commercials. I, I'm not a hundred. I've never seen it either. But <laughs> the commercials used to be on all the time for in the heat of the night, and it would show Archie Bunker with a Southern accent, which would trip me the fuck out. And he he played a councilman in that. Okay. Uh, OJ did not. Not, not, not Carol yeah. O'Connor. So, uh, 1988, his son is born, Justin Ryan Simpson. Yep. So he has a son with Nicole at that point. So, uh, yeah, he's just, wow, he's a goddamn mess. Uh, a ex-girlfriend of his said that, uh, uh, and uh, friends of his would say this too, that they get a call out of the blue from OJ and just tell people that there's, hey, there's tickets waiting for you to Los Angeles or, you know, at the airport, just come. Like, just come see me. Like, wow. he just have send people in. And these are the people he grew up with. So a lot of his friends that he grew up with really like him because they said he, uh, you know, he remembered them. Uh, now, the thing that later on, would the, a lot of the black community will say is he didn't give a fuck about the black community. He didn't care about us at all. As soon as he could move to Brentwood, yeah. he fucking did and yeah. left us behind. But there's a few select people from his childhood that that's not the case with. Okay. Uh, one of his friends said he didn't forget us. Even with all that money, he remained the same old, old OJ we always knew. You know, a criminal. Yeah, that one. Problem. The one who steals sardines off a truck. <laughs> And does blow with hookers in somebody else's house. Yeah, that's... <laughs> wow. Uh, now, that's my favorite part. He is the worst uh, house guest of all time. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. Well, Cato is? No. No. OJ. Yeah, yeah. OJ is a terrorist. John Roberts? Your, yeah. yeah doing all your coke. The worst house guest ever. Forcing multiple prostitutes to run through your... Th- <laughs> that sounded like a horrible, exhausting three-day ordeal, that's, didn't it? That's way worse than changing out the toilet paper and getting somebody you extra towels. you imagine that shit? You're like, that's what? Up. What kind of cereal do you want now? <laughs> Jesus. Fucking raisin bran. All right, fine. Jesus. There's no more blonde girls in town. This you got to fuck them again. You gotta, <laughs> we're out of blonde girls in Miami. Sorry. All the bleach. We're out of bleach. I don't know what to tell you. So uh, now there was obviously, even up to this point, reports of tension between OJ and Nicole in the house and possible, you know, violent situations. Sure. And a friend of his that's, that he grew up with said <laughs> said that you shouldn't judge him too harshly on this, though, because, you know, the public, they, they don't, they're not inside a house. They don't know that's things. True. He says, quote, you put a man and a woman in the same house day in and day out, and from time to time, somebody gets slapped. Is that right? That's what this man <laughs> said. <laughs> Is you that put, how that works? Quote, you put a man and a woman in the same house day in and day out, and from time to time, somebody gets slapped. Let me ask you something, James. Uh, nope. I'll answer it right now. Nope. You and Sarah in this house. We spend constantly. every day together. Never slap. Nobody ever slaps anybody. 
That, I, that, that is a fucking great quote. You get that's like the Deacon Jones quote, where he's like, "When you hit a man, when you hit, when you slap a man, all woman, <laughs> all woman." I like that, that he said bananas. he said it like he didn't want to be sexist to right. Deacon Jones, which was very funny. But this is, uh, yeah, he's then the the friend went on. He didn't just leave it at that, which right. would have been crazy enough. He said, "I don't think that made OJ outstanding in America. It's not exactly an uncommon thing." It's also not a good thing. Right. It's not. It's not. It doesn't make him stand out as a good person at that point. There's a lot of shit that's common that isn't right. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> but his friend said, "Don't put that on him. Don't put don't don't put that label on him. Put yeah. the label of the guy that you can look up to as a role model and as proof that it's possible to get out of a shit situation okay. and become, you know, the most famous beloved man in America." Q basically. Charles Barkley. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, so January. So yeah, you. Put Put a man and a woman in a house together. Someone's going to get slapped, Jimmy. It's, 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 it's clear as day. I've never been in. I've never been alone in the same domicile with a person of the opposite sex for more than three hours without somebody getting slapped. Usually, that's how it works. You just. It's weird. You don't even want to. Yeah. You could be getting along, yeah. watching TV. You're like, that's hilarious. Then you just have this overwhelming urge. I, I have to. I, I need to. I didn't know that was so common. It's I can't so wait. So common. Jim, I can't wait to so. hug my girl and tell her thank you for yeah. not hitting me. Hey, thanks a lot. <laughs> Jesus. You are the best. So <laughs> January 1st, 1989. This is uh, it's it's actually more like New Year's Eve into January 1st. This is in the middle of the night. So uh, OJ, uh, police are called to the house, to the Brentwood home here for OJ. It's it's him and he and Nicole Brown's house, Nicole Brown Simpson. It's a 911 call. This is the ninth time they've been dispatched to the house over a domestic dispute. Oh, ninth. Wow. It's 1989. They've been married for four, four years, years, nine times. Jesus. So over twice a year, mm-hmm. you know, or they this has happened. Every six months, cops Every are being six called. months, cops yeah. are being called to break up one of their fucking fights. Ridiculous. Now, uh, the reports on this one note that Nicole suffered uh, extensive bruising and scratching and required hospital treatment and quoted Nicole here as pleading with the officers at the scene quote he's going to kill me he's going to kill me you never do anything about him you talk to him and then leave Mm -hmm. because that's what they used to do and that's what they used to do a lot in society in general now if you show up and someone's been hit someone's going to jail period that's it if not both of you are going to fucking jail both of you you're both going mostly the unbruised one mostly the unbruised (laughs) one yeah but I mean if you're both all fucked up everybody goes to jail fuck it that's what they do now absolutely back then they used to show up and if it was resolvable if they could get the the battery yeah. to be like i'm okay i don't feel unsafe and everything's fine and it's blown over now they would just leave yeah. or they would take a guy uh, a lot of times they would take a guy you know you go take it to your mother's house for the yeah. night you sleep it off or right. whatever and come back the next day or they yeah. do some shit like that which you know how many people in the homicide book yeah. they talk about this a couple of times where the, the there was a drunk d- dispute they took the guy over to like his mom's house he ended up coming back breaking in and killing the woman the later on that night that's he's what happened pissed. yeah he's still pissed so it's yeah uh, so he says now OJ he uses it the opposite way she says you've been out here all the time you never arrest him he says quote the police have been out here eight times before and now you're going to arrest me for this. <laughs> He said, you never fucking arrested me for what the fuck? I'm allowed to hit my wife based on precedence here. Uh, Usually, here's how it goes. I knock her around. You guys come out. I say, I'm OJ. We smile a little. You guys go home. I go back inside. That's how this works. Autograph for the kitties. What are we talking about here? A couple tickets to a USC game and we call it a fucking day. Eight by ten. Fuck out of my driveway. OJ. (laughs) 
We were here. Ridiculous. I, I can get you Hertz. Here's a gift card to Hertz. <laughs> I can get you upgrades, man. Midsize. For the price of an economy, motherfucker. You know what that's like? That shit's expensive. Uh, too much. all on a budget, sir. Shit, man. I can get you there. So, uh, yeah. He tells them that. Uh, he also tells them, quote, this is a family matter. Why do you want to make a big deal out of it when we can handle it? Wow. That's the other thing they used to say is it's a family matter. It's not if once you hit somebody, no. then it's a legal matter at that right. point. It's not family Carl anymore. Carl Winslow's not here, sir. This no. isn't family matters. An ar- Somebody's yeah. punched in the face. An argument is a family matter. We got an argument and she's mad at me and I'm going to go sleep upstairs. I, we don't need any intervention. It's a family <laughs> affair. We'll take care of it. Once there's blood and scratching and bruising and hospital visits are necessary, <laughs> you forfeited your family fucking designation for that shit. So, uh, yeah, they, they say that uh, police arrived there late at night and they saw Nicole running out of some bushes. Mm-hmm. So she was hiding in the bushes wow. when they showed up, which is a bad sign right yeah. away because my wife is rarely in the bushes. <laughs> <laughs> Unless Sarah's gardening, I never see her running from the bushes in fear. It's just it's never happened. I don't know. If, whatever. My girl told me she's in the life weeds, but she's never in the bushes. In the bu- literally in the bushes, especially not bruised and right. scratched up and emerging from the bushes in the very, middle of the night. Very rarely. At two in the morning, too, <laughs> right. the likelihood of finding whoever you're yeah. with in the bushes goes down and down, really, as later it goes in the night. Yeah. So she bursts out, bruised and scratched from the bushes, yelling, he's going to kill me, he's going to kill me, yeah. waving her arm. So that's why you should be on high alert if you're right. a cop at this point. Yeah. Something has gone on that we're going to need to break the cuffs out. There's going to be paperwork this evening. I'm sorry. It's just happening here. Uh, yelling, she's going to kill me. Then she said, you never do anything about him. You just, you know, you, you talk to him and you leave right. and all of this shit. I think I've heard this 911 call, too, where she's- that's later oh that's really later. yeah that's later so this was it was after a new year's eve party at their house uh-huh. so everybody was drinking and all that she says that oj had punched and kicked her and pulled her hair and screamed i'll kill you i'll kill you over and over again at one point she said he slapped her so hard that there was a handprint left on her neck that's what oh. the police report said so it's a fucking handprint which oh, is a hard smack this is three thirty in the morning they respond so this is all go. We've been in this neighborhood. We yeah. we went to this property. <laughs> we did. Jimmy and I went to barely. This. I tried. We, it was I, hard. I, well, I they changed the address. Here's now. the house. Yeah, and like, that's not it. That's Jimmy. not it. Yeah, I knew. I just said I'll know the house when I see it, not the house because they've knocked the house right. down, built a new one. But I'll know the property because it sits at a very right. distinct angle, distinct yeah. angle on a distinct corner right. where you go. That's the one you can there see it, it from an aerial view. And they changed the address on it too, yeah. so you have to really figure it out. But we found it. We, we found it. Hunt that we shit. We stood there for a sec. Yeah, this is. Is a very, very we can't explain to you how oh, nice God. of a neighborhood this is the the millions of dollars in each home every is crazy. every house is worth 15 yeah. to 20 million dollars or bananas. more it's these estates they yeah. all have the high high uh the high like bushes and yeah. shrubbery all around tall fences yeah with the bushes that go above right. that and trees so you can't even see in the yard and right. gates and it's trees is, that are like hundreds of years old yeah this that go all in the Giant. big properties right. so this could all be happening and no one around is going to hear any no. of this or see any of this the neighbors they have it set up so you don't feel like you have neighbors there, basically. Right. That's why the houses are angled the way they mm-hmm. are and shit like that. It's it's a gorgeous place. Uh, but anyway, they show up. When they ring the intercom, when they show up at the gate, because they still have to ring the intercom right. to get in the gate, a housekeeper answered. 
the intercom and just said, everything's fine, and clicked it off. She said, no, you know, no mas. No, nothing <laughs> so, to see here. Yeah, she just said, everything's fine. That's all he said. Spanish accent, everything's fine, and that's all there was. Hilarious. She said, no, no police needed. She said, that was it. Okay. No, don't need you. But the officer said that they, you know, received a fucking phone call mm-hmm. through a frantic, a frantic Nicole calling 911. And so, yeah, and how about that? Fucking Judas. Help yeah. me out here. I'm yeah, getting well, my ass kicked. Yeah, what are you doing? Well, who signs the paycheck? It's point. fucking OJ. And yeah. OJ, I'm sure, told her, bitch, I sign your fucking paychecks. Right. I'll get your ass deported back to fucking Columbia if right. you want to pull this shit. He's not a nice guy. <laughs> no. I could see him threatening people. So, uh, yes, this is, and while this was going on, this is when they see Nicole run out of the bushes screaming. So okay. they're like, okay, yeah. we're going to get in here. Open up. Yeah. So as she's telling them what happened, he hit me, slapped me, here's a handprint, here's all this shit. OJ comes outside dressed in a bathrobe because uh-huh. it's 3.30 in the morning and starts yelling at Nicole. Which is the wrong approach yeah. when your wife or anybody really is describing to police how you've been horrible to them right. and they're here to now probably arrest you. You don't come out and make it worse right. by proving what a psychopath you are. Yeah. So she's seated in the police car and he's screaming at her like the cops don't even exist. That's what I mean. He's so brazen. He's so I'm OJ. I don't rules don't apply to me that the cops in his yard. They don't even exist. He just blows by them. Fuck out of my way, bitch. I'm telling you, blah, 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 wow. blah, blah. And they were like, we're standing right here right. with guns and shit. Yeah. You don't even care. But no respect at all, because yeah. the fuck does he care? So he tells police he's been drinking. Everybody's been drinking and his wife uh, and he began to argue and that any of the injuries that she had were accidental and were uh, the result of a (laughs) this is an amazing quote, a quote, mutual wrestling type altercation. (laughs) The fuck is that? That's called a physical fight. Well, no, no, man, it's cool because we had the the whole outcome was already set. I was going to (laughs) win. See, and uh, at the end, I said, I'm a suplex. You then jump off the top rope. And she said, no, no. And then, uh, you know, I messed up. And I hit her in the nose, and this is an accident. We're practicing for our for ring debut. debut. Mutual wrestling type altercation, which he stuttered through. He that. Sat, it was a, a that's mutual, some three thirty in the morning uh, shit yeah, right there. Some drunk three thirty in the we morning. Had a shit. mutual. It was a wrestling type altercation <laughs> you see see in the living room right and i had fallen and on on top of her see i tripped right. the sunken living room and i landed you know what it's like you know what it's you've been in mutual type wrestling altercations right everybody been there so uh they t- <laughs> they took they took uh they take the report from nicole and the, and as they're taking their report from Nicole, OJ becomes super pissed yeah. that he thinks he's going to be arrested. So he start, starts getting fucking super angry and yelling around the driveway. This is fucking bullshit, blah, blah, blah. So what he does is he fucking slides out the side exit to the yard, hops into his Bentley and drives off. Wow. See ya. Takes yeah, off. Go I got to run, guys. Got to run. You got to sort this shit out without me. I'll be back later. <laughs> you guys wrestle with her. It's fun. And then <laughs> get back to me. So uh, they by later on that day, they they had to find him, have himself turn him in. He ended up turning himself in later on, but he just took off. Like, you're not arresting me unless I want to be arrested, right. which is a pattern. I think I'll let you arrest me today, Behan. Exactly. That's exactly. <laughs> 
exactly what fucking happened. He Wyatt Earped him. Yeah, he Wyatt Earped him, exactly. So four months later here, uh, uh, we'll talk about this. Four months later, he pleads no contest to spousal battery charges, and uh, the judge overrules a prosecutor. A, the prosecutor requests that he serves a month in jail mm-hmm. because of the severity of the beating, and they and uh, they want him to undergo an intensive year-long treatment program for you know men who beat the shit out of their wives right basically so uh the judge overrules all that though and says no 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 he doesn't need that at all what are we he's oj damn it uh he pleads no contest and he's punished with community service yeah probation and fines and uh later that year too he's hired by nbc to co-host nfl live pregame show wow like it never happened man unbelievable like it never fucking happened and by the way we haven't mentioned through all this he's always on he had a job on monday night football as a sideline reporter he's always doing sideline reporting for all the different networks for football games he's doing college stuff he's doing tons of shit on tv uh, through this whole thing, uh, he's allowed, he's no jail time. He's allowed to pick his own psychiatrist and receive counseling over the phone, oh, which prosecutors said was, quote, unprecedented. <laughs> They've never had anyone allowed to pick their own counselor and then get counseling over the phone. He doesn't even have to go anywhere. This fucking guy. It doesn't. Inc- we can't have it inconvenience him, though. That's the thing here. Do you? I'll, I'll ask it later. I'm, I'm already Christ. seeing some shit, though. Uh, yeah. Now, when he at a news conference announcing him getting hired as the football analyst mm-hmm. in July, uh, he was asked about that and he downplayed the whole thing. And he said, quote, it was really a bum rap. We had a fight. That's all a mutual right. wrestling type <laughs> altercation. altercation, which should be the name of this episode. A mutual wrestling type altercation surprised they didn't call that one later on a mutual wrestling type altercation well he wasn't there that's well, yeah well if he admitted to it he was listen it was a, a two-on-one it was a handicap match that i happened to win and i and i equalized and it I, with a blade yeah, so it was two on two so prosecutors here they they said they wanted jail time for him obviously uh the council woman who counselor counseled nicole simpson said quote i was very concerned for her safety obviously uh they believe the she said we believed the violence would get more frequent and more severe mm-hmm. without intervention here uh continues to get tv work by the way, mm-hmm. uh, he was in the first and ten HBO series for all the time. He was on it all for years. Mm-hmm. Remember that terrible yeah. football show on HBO that had uh, Tiny Lister in it, right. had Zeus well, in it. <laughs> they like to uh, HBO really likes to jump on the NFL bandwagon with the yeah. Well, NFL, this was like eighty six that came that out. Stuff. Also in ninety one. Uh, the uh, the Naked Gun two and a half yes. comes out. The yeah. Smell of Fear, which yeah. is more Nordberg getting hit by shit that was a pretty good one right it's fine it's a naked gun that's one is like yeah what come the on fuck yeah, you that's guys. enough yeah. enough of that shit just quit just stop here uh he's also in a uh cia code name alexa movie uh, where he plays a detective and then he's in a movie called no place to hide uh, in 1992 Van Damme movie? Uh, well let's find out no place to hide detective joe garvey is called into a mysterious case a ballerina has been slayed on stage during a performance and it uh, and it seems she didn't even fight at her house. Garvey finds her fourteen uh, year old precocious sister Tinsel. She's not very cooperative, so he arranges to have her sent to an orphanage. What the what? fuck? <laughs> Until she's attacked too. He takes her under his wings, both of them apparently, yeah. not just one, right. and soon both get the attention of a secret organization. That's a movie. And he's the lead character? No, 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 oh. no. The lead character is Chris Christopherson, oh, and the 14-year-old girl, 
Drew Barrymore. Oh, boy. So six degrees of fucking O.J. Simpson. Drew Barrymore, Chris Christopherson, Joe Montana. He's now connected to all the country singers, too. Everything. That's what I mean. All of those. Drew Barrymore is connected to everything from old Hollywood to new Hollywood back. That's She's everything. That stretches E.T. to today. He will fucking wreck Kevin Bacon any day of the week (laughs) in Six Degrees of Separation. Any fucking day. So play Six Degrees of O.J. Simpson. I fucking dare you. (laughs) It's so easy. So finally, on uh, February 25th, 1992... Nicole Brown files for divorce, mm-hmm. citing irreconcilable differences like their uh, weight differences being a bad wrestling match uh-huh. for both of them. She's just not okay with it. Yeah. So in 1993, they do make an attempt to get back together at one point, uh, Nicole and OJ. Uh-huh. They make a, they take a shot uh, at it. Uh, a friend of hers said that, quote, they were a dramatic, fractious, mutually obsessed couple before they were married, after they were married, and after they divorced in 1992, and after they reconciled. Uh-huh. They're a bad mix. Yeah. They're both crazy with each other, right. uh, and for a long time, neither of them move on. Right. They both have other people, but neither of them move on. They're both obsessed with each other. They're yeah. both fucking constantly in each other's business, in each other's shit, and fighting, and they, they well, seem to see, like it. I can see her side, too, because, I mean, she Oh, God, yeah. I can see both have, their sides. She doesn't have much of a career, and she's used to this lifestyle. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You, 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 you want to latch on, and you and you want to try to find the good in somebody. Well, that's Especially the other thing, too. Especially if you've fallen in love with them before she you has beat two, the shit out she of has right. two kids with yeah. him, and they've been together at this point for 15 years. Right. So, I mean, this is... Is a, she met him in 1977. Right. So, I mean, she had feathered Farrah Fawcett hair Ugh, when they met. That's what we're, we're talking. Yeah, that hair is rough. <laughs> so uh, October 25th, 1993 yeah. is when there is a 911 call from Nicole to the house. This and is this the is the one that we've kind of all heard. You know so who he is. He's we'll just, O.J. Simpson. We'll give you the highlights yeah. here because you've only heard that part probably. Yeah. Is You know who he is. He's O.J. Simpson. That's right. the, the big one out of that. Uh, well, they're talking about it. And they, she says, can you send someone to my house? And they say, what's the problem? She says, my husband or ex-husband just broke into my house and he's ranting and raving outside in the front yard. They said, has he been drinking or anything? She says, no, but he's crazy. <laughs> Good enough. Uh, so they asked, you know, do you have a restraining order? Did they hit you? Blah, blah, blah. Uh, they ask, what's your name? Nicole Simpson. So they put her on. Uh, they put out a domestic violence call for a patrol ca- call to to, uh, you know, she stop by. Right. Uh, she says about 50 seconds later, Nicole Simpson calls back and says, can you get over somebody over here? Uh, he's back again. Yeah. So apparently he left and then came back and they the 911 said, what does he look like? And she said, he's OJ Simpson. That's what he looks like. Looks like fucking Nordberg. Okay. <laughs> You've been following the fucking you naked know, gun. That guy. Big giant fucking head. OJ might have Leslie Nielsen with him. We're not sure. This is the last time you read it hurts. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I think, you know, his record just sent somebody over. There it is. That's the one. Yeah. So they said, what's he doing here? And she's like, I don't fucking know. She's like, he just drove up. Can you set? She says, can you just send somebody? Right. Do we need to discuss the reason why he's here? Can you just send somebody over? They said, what is he driving? She says he's in a white Bronco. Uh, but first of all, he broke the back door down to get in. And she said, wait a minute, what's your name? And she says, Nicole Simpson, for Christ's sake. What the, f- how fucking stupid are you people? You've been to my house 20 fucking times. He's leaping over suitcases, old ladies like, I mean, know who the fuck he is? You assholes. 
<laughs> so I give her credit just for keeping her shit together because yeah. that would have been me on the phone. Oh my I'm going God. to kill you people. Right. What's your name? I'm going to fucking rip your throat out when I get down there. <laughs> you fucking asshole. So nine one one said, "Okay, is he the sportscaster or whatever?" She said, "Yeah, good, whatever, uh, enough." Deal. You, you nailed one. You know who he is. <laughs> okay, so they IMDb asked, doesn't exist yet. No, just look him up. So she says, is he threatening you? And she says, no, he's going nuts. And she says, is he threatening you or harassing you? And uh, Nicole says, you're going to hear him in a minute. He's about to come in again. And this is when uh, uh, she says, I don't want to stay on the line. He's going to beat the shit out of me. And they say, you know, well, we need to stay on the line. So it's on tape. So, you know, he's going to beat you either way. It's kind of what they said. She says, literally, wait a minute, just stay on the line so we can know what's going on until the police get there. Okay, Brace Nicole? yourself, we need evidence. If he's going to hit you, it's going to be whether the phone's on or not, so we might as well have evidence of it. I mean, not to be insensitive, I think, is what 911 was saying, and Lock Nicole, it. rightfully so, is like, let's not poke the bear. Right. I'm scared of this guy, obviously. Uh, so they said, does he have weapons? And she said, they, they, and she said, I don't know. How the fuck do I know? Mm. She said, he went home. Now he's back. The kids are up there sleeping and I don't want anything to happen. Uh, so they ask if he's on drugs. She's like, no, I don't think so. Yeah. The f- he fucking showed up. What do I know? If he's on drugs, he's outside. <laughs> Jesus Christ. They ask him, they ask her a bunch of dumb questions again. They send it out. Uh, the, the whole deal. They say, she says he's in the backyard. Uh, she says that he's screaming at my roommate about me and at me. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, the roommate there. And I think that roommate, if I'm not mistaken, was Kato Kalen at the time. Really? Cause Kato Kalen ended up moving in to take help take care of the kids. That's how this whole thing started. And then when, when Nicole ended up moving to another place, yeah. uh, the uh, Bundy residence there, right. uh, that's when she didn't have a guest house anymore. Kato so, went to his house. Well, OJ said, look, you know, it's kind of weird. There's no guest house. Because o- Kato was like watching the kids and yeah. kind of taking care of the house. Right. So she said, there's no guest house. It's kind of weird to sleep in the same house. It's like my ex-wife. It's not cool. But... We're not kicking you out. You can come stay at my my guest house. Like, because OJ's OJ's the luckiest fuck in the world. Absolutely, his Jesus. his pool house. He had like four apartments yeah. in the back of his house. There's like four guest houses all right. lined up together, and that's where he had. He had a maid that lived in one. His daughter used to crash in one of them. Cato would use the other. So there's a lot of shit like that. So uh, OJ's telling all that shit. Uh, um, so anyway, they're saying he's screaming. They're saying, what's he saying? Nicole says, quote, oh, something about some guy I know and hookers and keys. And I started this shit before and blah, blah, blah. And so rambling, rambling, he's screaming and yelling, and just this fucking bitch, shit. And blah, blah, blah. Right. And you'll hear him in the background. She says, now it's my fault. What am I going to do? Get the police here. She just wants the police there. Mm-hmm. Uh, she says, I don't need paramedics or whatever. She said, uh, he broke my door. He broke the whole back door in. She said, he practically knocked my upstairs door down, but he pounded it and screamed and hollered. And I tried to get him out of the bedroom because the kids are sleeping in there. She said, he wanted somebody's phone number and I gave him my phone book or I put my phone book down to write the phone number that he wanted. And he took my phone book with all my stuff in it so this is just a horrible fucking mess she the the woman asked is she on the phone is she is uh he upset with something you did and she says oh a long time ago he always comes back so it's like it's it happens constantly so then you can hear oj at one point and oj says i don't give a fuck anymore bitch that's what he says that's the thing that you hear and she says would you please oj oj could you please and she just puts the phone down she's asking him to leave and he says i'm not leaving that's what you hear outside he's fucking living out there this is when they talk about it's not on this 911 call, but they talk about it later on how you can hear it. Uh, OJ 
says that she was hooking up with some guy in the living room. Uh, that's why. So he had come and was like looking in the fucking window, watching her hook up with some guy in the living room. And how the fuck dare she do that when his kids are in the fucking house? And uh, blah, 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 blah. And he's going off on this whole thing. And it's like, dude, at some point, stop. She's gonna, yeah, stop. That's, Go home. You're not married to her anymore. It's not your game anymore, bro. It's not your fucking no. wife. No. She wants to blow people in the living room. It's her fucking prerogative. Right. That's it. If you didn't like it, you should have not beat her up right. and maybe had less prostitutes at John Roberts' <laughs> house or something like I don't know. There's a lot of things you could have done to yeah. make this not happen, but at this point, you can't it's do this It's happening shit. and it's over. So it's happening forward. and it's over. So anyway, the police arrived. Mm-hmm. OJ's still there. Uh, there's... He doesn't get arrested. No. Uh, no, he doesn't get arrested. He ends up admitting breaking the door and takes full responsibility and says he'll pay for it. Okay. And that's it. And because it's his property. Wow. Because he owns it. Wow. So they're like, well, he broke his own door down, really. There's, yeah. You don't have a restraining order or anything against him. We don't know right. what the fuck to tell you. Kind of shit out of luck and at that the, point. What's the restraining order going to do at this point? You know what I mean? I that's mean, the I, thing. I he, the he doesn't give a shit. He blows right past right. fucking cops. He doesn't give a shit. He doesn't care. So uh, in 1992, he's in Adventures in Wonderland, which right. is a TV series. Uh, then he's in Naked Gun 33 and a third, there. the final insult, yeah. which it was. It he plays certainly was. Nordberg uh, in 1994. Then he's in the Frog unaired Frogmen TV movie, what? which you've probably seen footage of yeah. because because from this, he uh, this is where he apparently got a bunch of uh, training in knife work and self defense and all this different shit. Because he's supposed to play like a like a, like a superhero frog, not nah, frogmen like guys that go underwater. Oh, like, okay. uh, like it's Seal Team Six. Shit. It's a, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's an hour long pilot. It's an A Team like adventure series yeah. in 1994. Uh, they had yet to, not decided to uh, whether whether or not they were going to order the se- the series, and then later on they kind of decided really. Uh, the, yeah, they, whoever they, uh, he played, this, OJ played the leader of a group of former Navy SEALs who received uh, a fair and dirt for this. He received a bunch of military training, including knife training wow. and hand to hand combat training and all this shit. So you look good doing stage combat right. uh, in, in the show here. And there's a scene in which he holds a knife to a throat of a woman in the thing. And uh, this they, they said that that was not allowed to be later on seen. Yeah, because that's a little that doesn't look good. It's a little too. Real. It's a little on, on the nose, I would say here. <laughs> it's a little on the fucking nose here. Uh, they said that uh, uh, at the time here, uh, later on, when he has legal troubles, mm-hmm. they said that they didn't know whether they were going to air the pilot. But Warren Littlefield, who was the head of the network, said that uh, 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 if 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 OJ were acquitted, Frogmen would probably be on the air before NBC Peacock could unfurl its plume. But not if he's found guilty. Uh, obviously, yeah, you can't yeah. have him. You know. So uh, now it's time at this point here uh, uh, to talk about the 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 main thing that yeah. we don't want to talk about that we want to avoid. And what we're going to do? We brush through. We're going to do this. We are going to first of all. I'm going to shut my monitor off yeah. here. Mm-hmm. I don't know how to do that. Um, uh, don't look at me. Buddy. I don't know. I think I'll turn the whole computer off if Just I do. Kick that. it over, James. Tell you what. I'm going to I'm going to turn it around. Oh, How's yeah. that? So no monitor. Yeah. You see this? There it is. I am having Sarah. Live stream this, by the way. If you're on Instagram right now, small town mur- at small town murder on Instagram. Get on there. We're live streaming this. We are going to do OJ in five minutes. No more than five minutes. I'm going to set my timer. I do not have a note. 
as you can see, I am looking at the back of a computer monitor. Sarah, can you can you <laughs> <laughs> proof here? Yeah. I have no notes, nothing before me. Nothing was expensive. Don't drop it. No, I'm not. It's it's on there. <laughs> yeah, the whole computer's in there. It's yeah. just a monitor. It's so, uh, yeah, we're we're, we're going to do this. I'm going to put it on, and we are going to breeze through yeah. years of crazy shit and tons of details. This trial on YouTube is 436 parts. Lord. I watched them. Really? We're talking from the preliminary hearings that aren't even a trial. Yeah. I watched. So to get the facts straight. Try to get the facts straight. And we've seen every OJ thing there is. Sarah sat there. We've gone over it. We've talked about it. So I will going to say I am going to say this. If there is any fact, I'm sure there will be a factual missed thing here or there or misremembering. Do not fucking tweet it at me. I don't care. I you don't either, give a OJ. shit. <laughs> yeah. Don't comment on it on the stream. Fuck you, OJ. If OJ wants to comment on it, he can. He'd be like, That'd no, be I actually did this with the knife. I'd say, cool, you can do that. Tell me about it all you want. So, yes. Instagram, we are about to do OJ murder and trial in five minutes with no notes. Okay, so this is in the crime and sports episode. No notes. It's the back of the monitor from memory. Five minutes on the on the board here. (laughs) And we are going to do this. By the way, I'll say this ahead of time. This happened on June 12th, 1994. So this uh, this path was set for me. My birthday is June 12th. Happy birthday. So this is the 25th anniversary this week of this particular thing happening. And it was really set for me to be this thing that we're doing now. Okay, let's do this. Five minutes on the clock. (sighs) Let's do this and go. Go. Oh, it's going. No, it's not. There it, it goes. Okay. June 12th, 1994. Okay. Here's what happened. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Ron Goldman and, and Nicole Simpson are found dead outside of her place. It's a condo there, pretty close to OJ's house. Now, what they do is, first of all, they don't know who, why the hell these two are together. Right. The, 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 the excuse from it was, uh, he was bringing a pair of sunglasses back to her, which we all know. I don't know if you've ever left anything in a restaurant, but no one's bringing you shit. Nobody. I don't ever. care how rich you are. I don't care how blonde you are. No waiter is fucking getting off after a shift and doing that. He's too busy doing coke in the bathroom with some other waitress. So that's not fucking happening. Anyway, they do that shit. They don't know what to do. They realize it's OJ's wife, which is a big deal because they all know OJ. They've all been over there for numerous domestic violence things. So they decide in the middle of the night they need to notify OJ, which wasn't really notifying OJ. But in my mind, they use that as an excuse to go over there and try to see if OJ did it because they've been there a hundred times. And the guy who said, I know right where OJ lives, one of the detectives, because he's been there for multiple domestic violence things. So they go there. They uh, they see nothing at first. Uh, they, They see nothing so they climb over the fence because nobody fucking answers but at this point they t- they use the excuse of we don't know if this is a coordinated attack on his entire family maybe it's not just nicole maybe it's oj maybe uh maybe it's nicole maybe oj's been attacked inside of his house and nothing nobody can get to him yeah. and we're ringing the buzzer and he's in there bleeding to death so we better go check so they go over the wall and to make sure the perimeter is secure they have to go all around everything which is when mark Furman finds that bloody glove in the back which is a soup huge property you've seen the yeah. property giant property yeah. you know small a bloody glove love isn't a ball in the middle of the fucking night something that's black they found it in the back in a corner behind a fucking uh, guest house okay uh-huh. that's when kato kalen was alerted because they bumped into the guest house wall woke kato up bump, oh bump. shit here they come yeah. bump bump that's what he hears well that's what he hears later he said i heard it from you guys and i heard it earlier too when they ask him they pull this poor guy in his underwear out they pull him in they take him back whatever he goes in they end up uh, the whole thing where the fuck is oj where was oj well anyway oj was on a flight to chicago what ended up happening was a limo driver came
came to pick him up, rang the intercom, nobody answered. Then he saw a man rushing across the lawn, looked like a black guy about OJ's size, but it's the night, who knows, rang again. Now all of a sudden OJ answers the intercom and he's fucking home. Yeah. This is right after the time of the murders. He doesn't know. OJ says, I'm sorry, I was in the shower. Alternately, he says he was putting and chipping golf balls in his backyard. Either way, he comes out, gets on, goes to the airport, goes to Chicago, takes off. Some people have said they've seen him stuff a bag in a garbage can at the airport, but we never know. Okay. Anyway, he's he's bleeding from the finger later when the police interview him the next day. They call him on the phone. He says, oh, God, Nicole's died. Oh, that's terrible. Whatever. Yeah. He gets back the next day. They interview him. He's got a bandage on his finger. They say, how'd you get that cut on your finger? Because, yeah. you know, knife wounds and everything like that. Right. He says, oh, I cut myself on a glass in Chicago. And they said, oh, in Chicago, really? We found blood in your on your in the front of your house, all this shit. He goes, maybe I cut it here. I don't know. <laughs> they go, OK, good. And they let him go home. OK, OJ goes home. That's the way that works. He goes home. They end up going back. They end up talking to him multiple times. They cuff him one time. They make a big deal out of that. It's a huge offensive thing. Finally, they say that they are going to arrest him for this, and he needs to turn himself in. He says he's going to turn himself in. That's the whole big deal. He's ready to turn himself in. Next thing you know, he's fucking gone. That's the Bronco chase. It's Al Al Cowling's taking him, slipped out the back. Robert Kardashian there with... He's useless as a lawyer. He's got much better sperm, apparently, because he can make fucking kids at the snap of drop of a fucking hat but useless in the courtroom anyway anyway he takes off oj needs a lawyer because they end up arresting him it's a big cultural thing as we see oj needs a lawyer he gets robert shapiro ends up getting johnny cochran at oj's request who brings in f lee bailey who brings in every fucking barry sheck dershowitz from harvard is working on the case everybody's working on the case this whole thing works out basically it's turned into instead of a murder trial it's turned into a trial on race and on this and on that dna means shit because it's it's 1994. People don't even know what the fuck DNA is yet. They barely know. Your average person off the street has barely even seen that shit on Law and Order because they wouldn't put it on Law and Order script because no one know what the fuck it is because it's DNA and it's very scientific. So they all hear that shit and they go, that sounds like some white people trickery for saying fucking OJ did some shit is what that is. So that ends up happening. The whole trial goes down. It's more about Marsha Clark should be fucking embarrassed. First of all, Marsha Clark, Christopher Darn, they put a goddamn glove on the guy for no fucking reason when you have goddamn DNA evidence giving him a plausible visual fucking out. Marsha Clark has no control over the goddamn case. She should be fucking embarrassed. She shouldn't have a goddamn career right now. That fu- Her fucking legacy is failure. You are a fucking failure. She's on TV. On t- you got a TV show about the law. What are you fucking kidding me? You're a failure. You know shit about shit. Anyway, in the end, it all comes down and he's fucking acquitted. Unbelievable. Acquitted. He walks out a free man, riots in the street, and it did more probably to raise white supremacist nazism than both waco and ruby ridge five minutes boom (laughs) and that's oj's murder trial unbelievable in a nutshell thank you ruby ridge thank you (laughs) so oj started the modern asshole unbelievable yeah, I feel and like that's how that's how courtroom antics and courtroom trickery uh, be- began. That's that was yeah. the trial of the well, century for like it's just on making TV. it a circus and redirecting yeah. attention away from what is clearly yeah. fucking obvious. Yeah, 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 all into something that uh, trying to just misdirect. And one thing I will admit to is when the tri- when the verdict came down, October third, nineteen ninety five. It's the only thing I have a note on. Yeah. I remember it because I was in English class in high school, and the phone rang in the room, yeah. and the teacher says it was before cell phone, so the teacher says. Do you they want to know the outcome of the OJ trial? And we all said yes. Yay! And they said not guilty. And we went, yay! And the whole <laughs> class cheered. And our teacher looked at us like we were fucking animals. <laughs> Legal murder! She yay! was like, what the fuck? 
But it wasn't about that no. though for us. We didn't care if it. We just it was about it was just fuck the system. It was about fuck the system. Yeah. Exactly what it was, and that was for a lot of people what it was about. And uh, unfortunately, the whole if you're Nicole Brown and you're yeah. a dead person who right. got wrapped up in that, that's not really fair. Right. Uh, the other thing I'd like to quickly talk about here afterwards is uh, in 1997 is the civil suit, right. the civil lawsuit brought by the Goldmans and the Simpsons and uh, and the Browns. I mean, and this uh, basically. He gets convicted here, I guess you would say. He is found found guilty guilty of wrongful death. Yeah, found liable for damages in a civil wrongful death uh, suit to Fred Goldman and Nicole Brown Simpson, or Nicole Brown's family. This I have to say, and this is going to be fucking offensive or whatever, and I don't give a shit. Mm -hmm. I honestly don't care because I've had to look at this guy for 25 fucking years. (laughs) I cannot stand Fred Goldman. Oh, he's a monster. I fucking hate his face. I feel horrible that his son, that's horrible. That has nothing to do with Ron. That's horrible. But the way he reacted to it made him impossible to sympathize with. Impossible. (laughs) Which is for your child to be murdered and to not be able to evoke sympathy. Like you have to be fucking really dislikable. (laughs) Like when you watch the trial and I've watched the fucking trial, like I said, the 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 Brown family, they're just watching it like they're horrified by the whole thing happening. They're just like in shock and they're just so you can tell they're just so fucking crushed Mm -hmm. that Nicole's gone, that this is like they have to be here. But none of this really matters. Right. Because it doesn't because the the, the plot is lost anyway. Nicole's gone. Fred Goldman, on the other hand, looks like this is my moment to shine. I've been waiting for my son to die for years. (laughs) I know that's not what he says, but he grandstands. The fucking speeches he made are ridiculous. You don't fucking do that. Act sad. Okay. But we wouldn't have any idea. Uh, who I'm sorry. It's is. just so fucking annoying. Uh, not, not, not. Like, no, no, not in a bad I mean, way. But no. That's. But well, it, but Fred has. That's the only thing that he has that makes him like recognizable. Yeah. And that's got to be fucking horrific. But uh, Jesus, you'd think you wouldn't want to be recognizable yeah. for that. Yeah. That's my. You, po- you think you'd make get yourself a normal mustache and recede <laughs> into the fucking background, not stand out like a fucking lunatic. Right. He looks like a fucking circus barker. He's crazy. <laughs> It's insane. He's, he's a, I'm sorry, but yeah. that the, the the spectacle he put on during the trial yeah. and his feelings are 100 percent righteous. Yeah. And I get it. But the spectacle he put on did not make himself a sympathetic figure. Right. It made him it made you almost go, Jesus, <laughs> like, you know, like, yeah. bro, fucking love your kid for one. Yeah. Love your talk about how great Ron right. was and how much you miss him. Not the vengeance you want to seek on O.J. Simpson, because that's how he used to yeah. talk. And it was like, dude. Dude, you sound sicker than him. I want to lock you up, <laughs> right. not him, because you're dangerous, bro. Exactly. I feel like, you know, unless you're married to this guy for years, he probably won't kill you. But I'm not sure about you. <laughs> the only thing I can say that is interesting, though, about that is how weird would it be? His son doesn't know O.J. Simpson. Right. So it's not like it's not like it's not like he's like hangs. He knows his kid hangs out with O.J. all the time. Right. And the police called him up and said, your son's been killed. And he went, oh, my God. And they said, we think it's O.J. Simpson. Oh, they were just fishing last weekend. Right. What do you mean? This is he doesn't. O.J. Simpson's a famous per- person They're not in each other's world. He's a waiter. Right. This guy. And he, they get a, he gets a call saying your son's been murdered. What happened? Well, we think O.J. Simpson stabbed him to death. <laughs> what? Unless he was up for the part of Nordberg at some huh? time. They're not because he was a struggling actor. Too, yeah. Right? But how? Yeah. Wouldn't you do a model? Right. Wouldn't oh, you just go? Like, Kato was the actor. That's wouldn't right. you just go like, how the fuck does my kid know O.J. Simpson? <laughs> what? How J- they run Jimmy, into each other? Your son is what is he? Eleven now? Yeah. Eleven. 
11. Okay, let's say in 10 murdered years, by Steph Curry. murdered by Emmett Smith. <laughs> what? Your son, yeah. You get a phone call yeah. that just says, Jimmy, your son's been murdered by Emmett Smith. You go, how the fuck does my son know Emmett Smith? What? Why Emmett Smith? Why? What? Yeah. How? How did what? Did he try to rob Emmett Smith and Emmett Smith? What the fuck happened? How did Emmett Smith yeah. kill him? This makes no fucking sense. And you know, it'd be the weirdest thing in the world to get that. <laughs> I don't understand. This That's, trial through the trial, that would have been me every press conference. I don't understand what happened. How, how did they meet? He doesn't even know. Oh, I don't. I don't get it. <laughs> I'm very confused. The trial is a good point uh, in society that there, that it shows and illustrates real real clearly that everybody fucking grieves differently. You know what I mean? Yes, absolutely. And th- I think that's what I think that's what Fred was really pointing. I'm Not, sure they wasn't I'm doing sure. it on purpose, but it no. sure shows. It shines right. It the shines fuck right through. You see the people that are that accept that that she's dead and gone and yeah. would like to see justice, and then you see the other side of yeah. like let's fucking line him up and beat him. <laughs> and then there was his daughter who yeah. now has a pot. Podcast actually really? about this whole thing. Oh my God, His daughter thing. is the the redheaded, very freckled girl. Yeah, it was always in like a weird flowery Mennonite dress, Eesh. standing next to him. Yeah. She's a teenager at yeah, the yeah. time. I mean, it's not her fault. She's right. just a sad girl whose brother died. Fred did that to her. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. And Fred's always got his armor. I thought it was. I thought that was Fred's wife for a long wow. time. I was like, Jesus, his wife is young. And then they were like, Oh, that's his daughter. During one of the trials, I was like, Oh, oh boy, yeah. that's creepy because he's always got his arm around her in a weird way. And she's just sitting not there that grieving. I'm saying. It's yeah. just. It's just. The whole thing just looked, yeah. and it's not like they shouldn't. What are they going to have a, a PR person or some sort of right. personal stylist or something person, to right. to make them look more appealing? They weren't. They were just people grieving. Right. I get that, but it came across poorly, is mm-hmm. what I'm getting at. And then Fred Goldman could be the nicest, most wonderful man in the Might world. Be. A lot of people think he's an asshole yeah. just because of That's what his. I've been told too. Uh, yeah, and I've actually he lives in town, and we've actually heard he is an asshole. Yeah, so it's heard. kind of funny there. <laughs> not funny, but it's. You know, sometimes, sometimes, yeah, it makes fucking sense. Exactly. Now, Simpson is ordered to pay thirty three point five million dollars in damages, which is a shitload and more money than he fucking has by far. He doesn't have thirty three and a half million dollars. This includes uh, the Goldman families and Nicole's families are going to split the proceeds from an auction that auctioned off a shitload of his personal belongings, including his Heisman Trophy, which got auctioned off. Uh, By the way, that got rejected from the Smithsonian. That and uh, his suit that he was wearing when he got acquitted, okay, when they said platinum. not guilty, yeah. they offered that to the Smithsonian and they said, no, thanks. No, <laughs> they literally like said, we're all right. <laughs> we get that it's a major American yeah. moment, but no. We like to wash our hands We're of kind that. of filthy. That's all right. Now, <laughs> do you have anything that Ted Bundy wore, possibly, though? That, that will take. Have you got the knife? <laughs> that would be something. So 1999, uh, the state of California issues a tax lien against him for personal income tax taxes that he owes. Uh-huh. Uh, he's got problems there. Uh, February 16th, 1999, an auction house sells nearly $400,000 worth of his shit to pay to the uh, Goldman and Brown families. His Heisman Trophy was more than half of that total. Uh-huh. And uh, even his personalized golf bags, which fetched $2,200 a piece. Really? Uh, in the late 90s, he attempted to register O.J. Simpson, O.J. and the Juice as trademarks yeah. uh, for, quote, a broad range of goods, including figurines, trading cards, sportswear, medallions, coins, and prepaid telephone cards. Would you buy a prepaid phone card from OJ? Nope. 
fuck. Uh, a, quote, concerned citizen named William B. Ritchie sued to oppose granting the granting of federal registration on the grounds that doing so would be immoral and scandalous. <laughs> he ended up giving up the effort, OJ did, in 2000 and left California for Florida. He just gave up and left. Uh, he settles in Miami. Why? Because Florida is one of the few states in the union where pensions and residences cannot be seized oh, to collect debts under any circumstances. That's so horrible. can't touch his NFL pension. Can't touch his house yeah. down in Florida. That's why he went down there. September 2000, OJ's girlfriend, Christine Prady, calls police, yeah. alleging that OJ has broken into her home. Uh, no charges are filed. None. Some, what? Yeah. What? That's crazy. It's OJ. You'd yeah. think they'd be like, anything if he goes near a woman, they're putting cuffs on him, asking questions later. Yeah. Sorry. Minimum. Yeah. Yeah, we're cuffing you. Uh, this would be one of four times the police were dispatched to handle domestic incidents between this couple. Uh-huh. So that's nine and ten. And it was like, he's up to like 20 times he's had this the cops called on him for domestic issues. Uh, September 5th, two, or December 5th, 2000, OJ is arrested yeah. on battery and auto burglary charges after a road rage incident with another motorist, a guy named Jeffrey Pattinson. Uh-huh. Apparently, he ripped this guy out of his car, yelled at him, and smacked him around and knocked the glasses off his what face and uh, roughed him up a bit and pulled him out of his car. So it's an auto burglar. It's basically carjacked him, yeah. even though he didn't take his car, and smacked him around a bit. And uh, yeah, apparently knocked his glasses off his face and shit like that. Jesus. He doesn't get it. No. <laughs> he doesn't fucking get it. No. That's the thing, but he actually, he actually, uh, he just doesn't fucking get it. So he goes and he sits down in Florida, yeah. in fucking Miami, in the heat and sweats. And it's a fucking mess. Yeah. He's sitting there trying to figure out how to not be OJ, <laughs> yeah. not be the most hated man in fucking America. Because yeah. he went from the most beloved man to the. He has the famous quote of saying when they said OJ, you know, race in this country now is like. White people are pissed and black people. He goes, he said, quote, I'm not black. I'm OJ. That's a famous quote that he said to his lawyer. And they looked at him like, you're black now, motherfucker. Right. Like, that's the famous like, Chris Rock joke. Well, yeah. you're black now. Yeah. Because guess what? White people want to put you in jail. So <laughs> you've just you've just you became black side forever. Yeah. So he's down there. And uh, finally, he's just like he, he's he's losing friends. He, yeah. People don't like him. He he's just needs a lifeline to mm-hmm. some and he does get somebody a friend of his comes over and knocks on the door and it's the mexican pimp (laughs) (laughs) look at that original and he says how is it you've come to arrive here no no i i I need to know how because you you are no willie mays akins in the this is a miami estate it is beautiful hold on Hold on, I have, I have, I have to let, I have someone else from the car who comes in. I have someone else here. You know, I will not, I serve you nothing. No. <laughs> you have cocaine, we talk a little bit, Mishwara men have problem. But are the signs say closed, you ever come, you not welcome Fort Lauderdale off limit. To you, I not come, I now, hold on. I will... Stop it, stop, it's my turn. It's the, you're, you are white trash, mister. <laughs> I'm sorry, killing your wife on her front porch? White trash. Yeah. That is trash, mister. Breaking down doors, pushing, co- yelling in your bathrobe in the driveway <laughs> while police talk to your battered wife. I'm sorry. It does not get any more white trash than that, sir. I'm sorry. By the way, happy Pride Month, all. It's wonderful. <laughs> 
Hey, well done. It's my turn now. How you doing? It's uh, I got the dogs here for you, but uh, you ain't getting none of my fucking dogs. I'll tell you that right. I don't even want them around you. A dog couldn't help you. That's yeah. how much of a shitty person you are. This dog hey, what- found a bluff. Found a bloody glove. <laughs> Hey, Doug, stay out from behind there. No, don't go in. There might be there might be DNA. Hold on. <laughs> now, I already checked back there. I was looking at his shit pipes, <laughs> and his shit pipes are clogged. Yeah. Let me tell you something, Bobby. You could send the dogs back there all you want, but the shit pipes are clogged. They're overflowing. This guy's shit pipes of life are overflowing. He's a fucking mess, this guy. I got, oh, no, make way, make way. She's coming through. <laughs> My, you son of a bitch. My, you lousy bastard. My, why you do that? I not like you at all. You, I wouldn't even make you the food. No. <laughs> I say you starve. Yeah. You, I, what you say? Sign say closed. Sign say closed. I tell you that for him. He say that. That's right, motherfucker. I'm here. <laughs> yeah, that's right. You didn't expect me, motherfucker? Black exploitation film actor and MMA superstar Estevez Jones? I just got one thing to say. One motherfucking thing to say. Man, I knew you wasn't guilty. I told everybody. I told, I said, oh, my man didn't do shit. They persecuted my man. Man, fuck that shit. I knew better. I said, that's right. Not motherfucking guilty. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, fuck you, Dexter. What the fuck you say? That's right. No, fuck you. You sit in the second row of the van. I'll sit in the third seat. I don't give a fuck. Yeah, we'd be cruising around. Wait. Wait one minute. He's mine. He's an athlete. <laughs> Fuck. He hits women. Hell, I can get him to hit another. I can get him to hit a woman with a chair. Probably he'll do it. And uh, juice is uh, who knows more about juice than me. <laughs> I'm 73 years old and my lats are bigger than John Cena's. Who knows more about juice than Sweet me? Christ. <laughs> OJ, one question for you. What size overalls are you, big guy? What size overalls? Get that shirt off. You're coming with me, buddy. That's right. Everybody else out of the car. It's me and OJ. And poof, they all disappear. He actually, they actually considered oh, bringing sure. him in after the trial. Unbelievable. They considered it and they went, that's too much. Yeah. Vince McMahon went, too far. Too far. That tells you something right there. Wow. So we all we needed everybody to talk to him. Everybody's been sick of him. October 24, 2001, he's cleared of all road rage incident charges. Yeah, they end up smacking the guy. Yeah, they clear that all out. We don't know if he made it. That was made up or what. Yeah. But he's not out of trouble. Mm-mm. December 4, 2001, FBI, DEA, and other local law enforcement agencies search Simpson's home for evidence that he might be involved in an ecstasy smuggling ring, wow. as well as money laundering and a coordinated effort to steal satellite TV signals. Jesus. What the fuck are you doing? He's hijacking TV now. It's, this was the sardines 3.0. What the fuck are you doing? Satellite TV signals? Come on, OJ. Wow. Jesus. They find nothing at the search. He's not arrested or indicted, but some of his satellite equipment's confiscated, though. Uh, the FBI said it's, it was in a connection to a two-year investigation into money laundering and drug dis- distribution. Uh, they said that uh, the attorney said that they confiscated some satellite television equipment that he had brought from California, but they didn't find drugs or illegal uh, substances like that. He said his client's name, his lawyer says that OJ's name was spoken on a wiretap of 
of an unrelated drug investigation. And that's how this happened. He said, quote, his name just popped up. It wasn't his voice. It was his name. He's fine. He's good now, obviously. Uh, He said the most it's probably the result of Simpson's notoriety. That's all it is. Mm -hmm. You know, everybody's in a. How many times have they searched your house for an ecstasy? Everybody is always thinking of money laundering. Uh, He said that there was a person who spoke Simpson's name and was not in his not in Simpson's close circle of friends, though. They said that there was uh, they searched his home. They had a federal search warrant. It was in connection with Operation X, which is an investigation into the distribution of ecstasy and the laundering of eight hundred thousand dollars and signal theft for uh, their fraudulent satellite access cards is what they were doing. That's when they used to have the direct TV cards that you'd fucking put in the thing. Wow, that's old school. Mm. Now, uh, 12 people were charged in connection with the allegations and 10 people were arrested. Uh, Simpson said he doesn't know even know anybody in the scheme. His lawyer says, quote, I can assure you that Mr. Simpson doesn't have enough cash in his pocket or in his bank account to ever be involved in any type of money laundering. So he's just this par. He doesn't have any to launder. Down on his luck guy, man. You know, he's got nothing here. Mm -hmm. Uh, He said, normally in law enforcement here in the Southern District, we don't have 30 or 40 agents raid someone's house because there's an allegation they have a satellite card. Well, when they're OJ, they do. Sorry. You've earned your reputation, sir. Uh, So they appeared at his door. 6 a.m. they got to his door (laughs) and everything like that. Uh, Yeah. Uh, So uh, he says he says he wasn't angry with the authorities for raiding his house. He's got to act like he's Mr. Turn the other cheek now. He says, quote, uh, the, the lawyer said quote he's used to this type of uh, this type of thing in his life the guy hasn't done anything wrong he's just used to persecution uh-huh. persecution now uh, uh, months later the FBI g- uh, ends up uh, uh, they, uh, there's a bunch of testimony that uh, drug smugglers r- regarded OJ's allegedly insatiable <laughs> cocaine habit and acquaintanceship with prominent dealers that's why his name came up and th- yeah. the FBI report said later on his name kept coming up in wiretaps because he was such a fucking coke fiend yeah. that all the dealers talk about him well, like isn't it crazy how much coke OJ buys <laughs> <laughs> That's why. How many other customers do you think they were <laughs> fucking discussing their their right. their prolificness with? Mm. That's how much he likes Coke, this Incredible. fucking guy. Uh, now, Ju- July 4th, 4th of July, 2002, OJ is cited for speeding on a powerboat through a manatee zone. What? Wow. <laughs> Just he didn't even day. give a fuck about it. Fuck. fuck sea cows. Fuck women. Fuck manatees. <laughs> I don't give a shit about kids. Fuck the police. Wow. Fuck them all. Yeah. I don't give a shit. Uh, so an arrest warrant is follow as a... Uh, uh, is war issued since he missed his court hearing for the yeah. ticket he got, and uh, he paid a $130 fine in the end mm. for that. July 26, 2005, OJ loses a civil trial brought by DirecTV over th- signal theft charges that stemmed from the 2001 incident. He's, reman- he's remanded to pay $25,000 to the satellite company. Wow. He wasn't arrested, yeah. but he was fucking, he got found responsible for uh, signal theft. So he was involved in a signal theft ring. You fucking asshole liar. How Uh, how about that? He keeps getting off uh, criminally, but civilly they bust his ball. Civilly, civilly it's a 50-50. If you're 51% guilty, you're guilty. Where it's beyond reasonable doubt. There's different different, uh, threshold for guilt or innocence. That's why he was found guilty in the civil trial Mm -hmm. for the the murder. Sure. Was that there. So so, uh, he tries to make juiced in 2006, which I'm sure everyone's heard 
heard yeah. about uh, is an improv. It was a hidden prank right. show. It was, it was like his version of Punked. Unbelievable. Where he's he would shout, you've been juiced yeah. instead of Punked. Uh, one episode here. Uh, each episode opened with topless dancers dancing around OJ, who's dressed as a pimp. God, By the way, he has his own rap song at that point. <laughs> Uh, He's an asshole. <laughs> would you like to hear lyrics? No, yeah. From the song? Yes. You do, Jimmy. You looked at me. No, but your eyes were lit up. I hate it, but I got to know. Quote, don't you know there's no stopping the juice? When I'm on the floor, I'm like a lion on the loose. Better shoot me with a tranquilizer dart. Sure. Uh, Everybody would like to. Love to. Love to. <laughs> don't be stupid. I'm not a Simpson named Bart. Oh, boy. You know what? You knew it was coming. Dart Bart. You knew it was coming. Uh, Yeah, he uh, tries to sell the white Bronco in the most famous one, and some guy shows up to buy it, and they're like, "It's OJ there," and the people aren't even like. They're not like fucking like like oh shit you got me like right. in punk they'd be like oh damn oh right. shit I didn't see oh, was about to kick right. dude's ass or whatever right. this they just be like what yeah oh why are okay so, why is OJ here I'm so very no un- deal. <laughs> But they're like, they didn't want to meet OJ. They're no. all like very uncomfortable to be around OJ. And that first moment is captured on film of oh. them like afraid of OJ. Oh my God, it's you. Not like, oh, you played a prank on me. They're like, oh God, Jesus, it's OJ. Are you going to kill me? What's happening? Why is he here? Do you Have you been fucking my wife? What's going on? Unbelievable. So yeah, in another one, Simpson, uh, he pretends to be having an affair with another man's girlfriend. Uh. And then he pretended to cut her head off. Which oh, was, no, he didn't, he didn't actually pretend to cut her head off. Oh, but, James. No. Uh, this aired as a one-time pay-per-view special <laughs> Some, you, someone out there $5.99 if you shit? paid money to oh. watch this on pay-per-view please hit us up on social media and tell us why <laughs> now uh, this was released on DVD later also mm. and it's out there now I mean that, look, that's terrible I would not want to be in one of those no. sketches no, he's left it just awake yeah. of, of girlfriends and people and satellite companies and dead fucking wives yeah. and fucking dead waiters and an ex-wife who's so happy she got out of this no in 1977 oh, how lucky does she feel she feels great all of this i mean you he's just been in a boil on the ass of society i feel bad for everybody jimmy for all of these people but not nearly what? as bad as i feel for orenthal simpson marketing manager in the uh greater memphis area mm-hmm. orenthal simpson an electrician at eckerd electric company in the greater Atlanta Atlanta area. Oh it's a construction and electric company. Orenthal Simpson, landscape architect uh, in uh, the greater Salt Lake City area. Jesus. And finally, this guy I don't even feel bad for. His name is Jerome Simpson, and he goes by OJ. Why do you do no. that? No. No. Your name's not fucking Orenthal. Don't go by OJ. Jerome Simpson's fine. He is Jerome, quote, OJ Simpson. Asshole. Uh, he is the president and CEO of a construction company in Jacksonville, Florida. <laughs> of Most- course it's Jacksonville. Most likely an asshole, but I'm not sure. (laughs) So, uh, yeah, 2004, he's in a short film called The Lemon Twist. And 2008, he's in some courtroom parody thing, TV horseshit. So, uh, 2007, this is the uh, Simpson and Five Men here. We'll buzz through this quick because this is another one of this bullshit. Simpson and Five Men here, they confront these memorabilia dealers, these guys named Alfred Beardsley and Bruce Formong, Formong at the Palace Station Hotel in Vegas. Basically, there's a guy, and I've read the whole, there's a book about this whole thing. There's a guy who's working as an informant setting him up the whole time. He's being set up to do this the whole time. They basically 
steal his shit right. and then basically taunt him about it and get him to want to come get it back and then they get the cops it's it's a setup right. for him the whole time here but still uh oj and his friends come in with fucking guns yeah and pull guns on these guys once you pull a gun on someone and start taking their shit then it's armed robbery right. they're not allowed to leave so it's kidnapping yeah, you 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 right. start stacking your assault with a deadly weapon all that right. shit uh so yeah two of the five men later said they had guns uh so he gets arrested and charged with kidnapping armed robbery the whole deal like yeah. we said four co-defendants take plea deals and testify for the prosecution wow he's the kingpin because yeah. it was all his shit right that's the they thing that, no interest in this stuff no that's right. the, they were doing this because he was telling them right. to or probably paying them to or whatever but this is one of those things where it's like it's his shit but he didn't own it at right. the time so he's it was sort of it's his not his anymore it's such a fucking the the morality of it is real milky but the fact is either way you can't go into a vegas hotel room with guns blazing (laughs) and hold people hostage while you decide whether the shit's yours or not so uh yeah so him and a co-defendant in 2008 they go on trial uh he's represented by a pretty damn good attorney too the jury finds them guilty on all 12 charges including uh, kidnapping armed robbery conspiracy coercion burglary assault with a deadly weapon a lot of shit None of that shit's good. No. December 2008, the uh, this is sentencing. Finally, yeah. OJ has done so much shit. <laughs> Never gone to jail for shit. Judge Jackie Glass says to Simpson, you, sir, may fuck off with all of her might, she says this, <laughs> nine to 33 years in prison. That's so much. At least nine. Yeah. Uh, Stewart, his co-defendant, gets seven to 27 there. So... Uh, that is that. Uh, wow, what a fucking mess here. So, uh, uh, August 2009, a judge orders several items taken from the Las Vegas hotel room to be returned to Simpson because a lot of that shit was his. How about that? That was the thing. It yeah. was his, but you can't pull a gun on someone right. in their hotel room to get even your stuff back. Right. If someone comes and robs you at gunpoint, takes your stuff, you still can't go then rob it back at gunpoint. Right. That's not legal. Right. If they have put the gun away, then you can't take a gun out and hold it on them at that point it's kidnapping and armed robbery there's just no having a gun in vegas is crazy too that, that's that the other town thing. yeah is just, you don't fucking want to have a gun there. have we seen tupac yeah no right? bad things happen so uh yeah so they uh the 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 an attorney for the goldman estate gets to uh gets gets these items mm. to auction basically so he's getting his ship back to give to fred goldman mm. So, uh, yeah, 2010, Nevada Supreme Court denies his appeal. Yeah. Tell him to go fuck his mother. Uh, by the way, his mother died in 2001. Poor Eunice. Uh, poor Eunice. Uh, his father died, I believe, in 93, uh-huh. right before the whole incident okay. there. Uh, May 2012, he's got a new appellate lawyer, a uh, woman here, Pamela Palm, or Patricia Palm. She files a writ of habeas corpus here, seeking his release from prison and reversal of his conviction, right. uh, alleging ineffective assistance of counsel and appellate counsel. And uh, Nevada, 2012, the Supreme Court, Nevada Supreme Court rejects the bid to disqualify the district attorney's office from handling the case. October 2012, they agree to here, 19 of 22 grounds for relief. July 31st, 2013, he is granted 
this uh, hold on granted parole for good behavior on five of his 12 convictions uh-huh. so he'll be eligible for release in 2017 not right. 2013 so november uh, of 2013 his appeal for a new trial is denied yep. uh they said that the all grounds in the petition lack merit and you're an asshole i might add <laughs> and uh, uh july 20th 2017 Finally, the parole board decides to grant O.J. Simpson parole. He's released October 1st, 2017, after serving almost nine years mm. in prison. Uh, and he's been out acting like an asshole ever since. <laughs> yeah. And he's done so much. He's done interviews where he's been a dick. He did that fucking interview where he basically admitted to killing fucking Nicole. Right. Uh, just talked about it in the third person. And we skipped over a lot, dude. We know about the, uh, if I, you know, if, if I, I did it, it I've read that it, fucking right. book. It's a, it's a load of shit. And the, the Goldman's get the profits for it. The whole book is like, how can I get people to buy a book by saying I killed her without saying I killed her? And give money back to them and, and try to wash yeah. my hands. Well, shit. no, he tried to not give the money to them. Yeah, they had to sue that. him for yeah, it yeah, and that yeah. whole thing. Yeah. Uh, there's all that. Also, the Faye Resnick book. Faye Resnick is Nicole Brown's friend uh-huh. who uh, was, he's the one, Nicole, when Nicole, when OJ says Nicole uh, owed money to drug dealers and this and that, it's all about Faye Resnick. Right. It's all about Faye Resnick owed money because Faye was super into Coke apparently sure. back then and she doesn't deny that. And Nicole mm-hmm. liked the Coke. They all liked fucking Everybody Coke. They're a bunch coke. of rich yeah. people in LA in the right. 80s and 90s. They liked Coke. Coke was the shit. Yeah, so that was Faye Resnick is her friend, and she wrote a book saying what an awful person O.J. was and all about his exploits and detailed shit about, you know, in their marriage and tons of you know, cocaine stuff and all that type yeah. of shit. But I figured I'd skip over the two salacious books right. and concentrate. You don't even need it. No. See what I mean? You don't even fucking need it. So, uh, like two days ago, right. like two days ago, he says, quote, I want to stress never in any way, shape, or form have I ever had any interest in Chris Jenner romantically or sexually, and I never got into any indication that she had any interest in me so all these stories are just bogus bad and tasteless he says you know bob kardashian was like a brother to me he was a great guy he met and married chris and they really had a terrific time together when they were together unfortunately that ended but never and i want to stress never in any way shape or form if i had any interest in chris romantically or sexually i never got any indication she had any interest in me these stories are just bogus bad and tasteless Uh and he said chloe like all the girls i'm very proud of just like i know bob would be if he was here the simple fact of the matter is she is not mine okay so why he's trying she to put running back shoulders and his face too right. but still yeah why so is she's so big and then they, they well yeah just she she's looks just like a football big, player yeah. yeah she looks like oj in a girl form and uh and that's not an insult <laughs> no. or anything and uh well they did that they talked about in this article how they did a 23 and me on the kardashian oh. show and like oh see it's like oh well they can't fucking fake that you can't just take out a piece of paper and go see you're fucking that works it's fine so i don't know if she is or not and i don't really care but it's kind of funny just to say that she is because fuck them and him fuck them all yeah how does she run (laughs) see her run for a touchdown she bangs huge uh basketball stars she's probably bow-legged maybe yeah by now (laughs) so uh today oj says he's happy and healthy he had a phone interview with the associated press he says quote we don't need to go back and relive the worst day of our lives the subject of the moment is the subject i will 
never revisit again, talking about the murder. Yeah. My family and I have moved on to what we call the, quote, no negative zone. Okay. We focus on the positives, yeah. like not my headless ex-wives. Like I'm out of jail. Like, you know, that. <laughs> I've been to Florida two or three times to see the kids and my old buddies in Miami. I've even managed to play a game of golf with them. But I live in a town I've learned to love. Life is fine. Yeah. Somehow, life is fine for this asshole, <laughs> which is a terrible way to end it. Uh, can't get enough of OJ? Follow him on Twitter. Because yep. he just fucking signed up like an <laughs> asshole. He signed up. Now... You want to say that society is crumbling because he's got 650,000 followers in a week. But most of those people are there to see what kind of a disaster he is and to troll him, I'm sure, and to make fun of anything he posts. So I get it why you're following him. If you are, it's what is it at the real OJ? 32. Yeah, there's a there's a parody one, too. But it says it's it's the one with 650,000 followers. But the funny thing is. He's a Hall of Famer, a national champion, Mm -hmm. a movie star, Mm -hmm. Nordberg, Monday Night Football. You fucking name it. This guy has done it. I'm verified and he's not. Eat a dick, O.J. Simpson. Eat a fucking fat cock, motherfucker. We got to make fun of you for fucking three hours and then say that you're not even verified, you fucking asshole. Take that shit. Unbelievable. That's OJ. Wow. Told you guys we'd do it in a different, unique way. We say we're not going to just jump in and be like, we're going to talk about the trial for two hours, and then we're going to talk. No, we're five minutes on the trial, a couple of cultural things about the trial. But other than that, we made it. Basically, I tried to say, what would a crime and sports episode be without that trial? There it is. I looked at it and went, OJ would be a great fucking episode, trial or no. Pretty much deleted it anyway. Five minutes. Yeah. That's it. So that's that. Uh, hope you like that. I hope so. If you did, I know what you can do about it. Yeah. You can go over to Apple Podcasts and you can uh, give us five stars. That would be very, very helpful. Those reviews count enormously for us. So yeah. please do that. Doesn't matter what you say. Say you're following instructions or directions. Please go to shutupandgivememurder.com and look for those live crime in sports tickets. Yeah. Fucking live. I don't care if you live anywhere around Phoenix. If you can fucking Come get to the here, goddamn show. Uh, I'm going to tell you the other thing. This is a small venue it's yeah. not the venue we did yeah. uh small town murder at last time which is like 550 seats this right. is a 300 seat small fucking club right. and we want this shit to be heaving we want to sell the fucker out right. in a week and make everybody go damn we can book crime and sports live right. and then we can go out and do more crime and sports on the road because it's a crazy show and i promise you i swear that that will be the craziest shit you've ever seen right. i will do i'll do new jack Put it that way. I'll tell you right now, it's going to be fucking New Jack, who is an insane wrestler who I have footage of him stabbing someone, (laughs) literally. So come to that shit, and you can see all of that. Please, please get out there and uh, do all of that. Follow us on social media. We're at Crime and Sports on Twitter and Facebook, at Small Town Murder on Instagram, as you might know from following it earlier. Uh, Do that. Also, if you want to be a hero, and these people really are fucking heroes, man, because rain or shine every day, they just help us out they're yeah. like they're like the mailmen but they give us things <laughs> they're awesome people and the we, best part is that like i'm going through life stuff like it's difficult yeah. being me and, and who change, isn't changing my whole lifestyle yeah. trying to be a better person and you guys have made that happen you've changed my life and thank you so much i wouldn't be where i am today without all of you so thank you that's i agree i concur same thing here yeah 
I don't know. You guys make it so we can have a fucking life and uh, actually do these shows and try to do the best job we can. So thank you guys for helping making us human beings and adults. And thank you guys for that. And uh, if you want to be one of these people who has been so wonderful to us and uh, part of our crew, our producer crew, who we talk about so lovingly at the end of the show here, you can do that very easily by going to patreon.com slash crime in sports. Or if you can't do that, head over to PayPal and use our email address, which is crime in sports at gmail.com. That's how you make a one-time donation there, and uh, but that's uh, every dime is damn appreciated. Jimmy, I mean, I don't even know how to say this to you. Hit me like a like a like a knife to the throat, like a fucking hand to the neck, like like a like a uh, like a coke binge to the nose, like a fucking pack of hookers to a bedroom, like a wheelchair to the airport. <laughs> Hit me like all those things and tell me these people's names right now. This week's executive producers are Calvin Donnell, uh, Amy Spicer, Josh Smith, who is an Army soldier, and his brother... uh Wait, no, Josh Smith donated because of his Army soldier brother, Zach Smith. That's what happened. Oh, cool. Thank Thanks, you very man. much. Thanks uh, to both of you. Natalie Murath. Yes. Uh, Cameron Kushwara. Uh, Jimmy, Amy, Marissa. Oh, Jimmy, Amy, and Marissa Crawford. Those are uh, three people. Uh, Jonathan Gottlieb. Uh, Justin Miller. Ashton Weinberger. Uh, Robert Aldred. Thank you guys so much for what you guys do. We can't do this thing without you. The rest of our producers this week are Natalie, uh, Nicole Guifaro, uh, Catherine Judd, Elizabeth Yar. Yarwood, uh, Jonathan Ostrowski, Jessica Jessica McPhail, uh, Chris Voss, Troy Graham, Aaron Taylor, uh, Josh Cole, Mark McLean, Aaron uh, Noliste, Noliste, Oh, no last name. That's not oh, his last you're name. Like, no last name. No last name. No last name. Thank you. Uh, Thomas Smith, Emmanuel <laughs> Emmanuel Chris, Christian, uh, Lula Wadham. Yeah, yes, Lula Wadham. Uh, Chelsea Morgan. Yes. Uh, Taylor Beams. What is this? What yes. did I do? Oh, happy birthday, Alex Richardson, from his wife, uh, hey. Alyssa. Thank happy you very much. Happy birthday, you sure. fucker. Uh, Penn Pen, uh, Basingwaith. Yes. Uh, Carl Hellier. Uh, Alyssa. Oh, that's Alyssa. Uh, Retta Elstrom. Ekstrom. Ekstrom. That's what it is. Natalie Elrod. Brittany Hancock. Michelle Kolb. Audrey Martin Martinezzi. Uh, Keely Weiss. Uh, Lonnie Hall. Dan McPhee. Eric, Erica. Erica Larmont. Uh, Tyler Gwill. Eric Showers. Uh, Alyssa Sylvester. Jen Stoner. Is that right? Yeah. Of course it is. Yeah. Dylan Ar- uh, Arsed. RCO. Arseb. Oh, what have I done? I'm so sorry. Arst? No. I don't know what the last name is. <laughs> Sorry, Dylan. Uh, Rachel Bailey Sims, Michelle Nguyen, Nguyen uh, Mary Palmer, Lindsay Trotter, Morgan Sam, Car- Courtney Devan, or Divan, uh, Amanda Nordby, uh, Jillian Whitson, Allison Hutley, Jennifer Cox, Allison Morris, Carmel Putty- Puttyfoot, Puttyfoot, uh, Ta- Tanya, Tanya, Tanya Ends, Tanya Ends. Damn it, I don't. It's one of those. Uh, Lauren Demarath, Ryan Milligan, uh, Ariad, uh, Aradia, Aradia Night, Nightingale, uh, Teresa Thomas, John Jackson. Nice it is. Uh, Sada, Sada. Not oh, Tom Jackson, Aradia Nightingale. Yeah. John Jackson. John Jackson. Sorry, sorry John. <laughs> S- uh, Sada Bwilder, I think it is. I can't read. Sodom? No, S-A-T-A. Oh, Sa- uh, Sada. Oh, B. Wilder. That's what oh, it is. Okay. Sada Wilder. That's it. He said Sodom Wilder. I'm like, <laughs> okay. Kimberly McCarthy, sure. uh, Bridget Bridget Helgoth, uh, Evie Rose, Stephen Rude, uh, Lauren O'Brien, Jeffrey Smith, Callie Shinkunis, uh, Richie Hyman, or Heyman, uh, Jasmine Berninger, uh, Je- Stephanie Igoa, Ryan Anderson, Liv Browning, uh, Brendan Abels, Ke- uh, Kelly Reed, Jeff- no, Jamie, Jamie Schaefer, uh, Casey Handel, 
Uh, Ashley Wells, Lanny Blunk, Rob Madursky. That's that fellow that came down. He was a trucker. Uh, I forget. Yeah, yeah, he brought yeah, his daughter, yeah. I think, in yeah, Detroit. I, know I think. Him. Yeah. Rob. Thanks, Rob. Yeah, uh, thanks, teacup brother. with no last name. Joshua Bain, Paul Ruest, Andrea Weir, Liz Vasquez, Max Johnson, no, Max Joshua, uh, Kate Olson, uh, Jesse Hartman, Lee Coons, The Fridge, uh, I, I doubt it's The Fridge. <laughs> Let's hope so. But, yeah. Uh, Thanks, Ra- Fridge. Reagan Shalkley, uh, Catherine Judd. <laughs> Hole number 72 coming through for us. Huh? <laughs> Stephanie uh, Smichael, uh, Francis Hinsky, Hitsky, uh, Mark Foster, Baron Leisure Pool, uh, Molly Hewitt, Fa- Fabio, no, Fabian, Fabio, Fabio Raymondi, um, last ones, running home stretch. Robin Anderson, Trey Valkenar, uh, Brian Sutherland, Peyton Meadows, Calvin Mingioni, 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 and it's Italian, I'm sure. Hey, Mingioni. Uh, Luis Dorward, uh, Ryan Shank, Kaylee, Kaylee Kirsch, Anthony Canella, Mary Stewart, David Alberti, no, ba- Alberti, uh, and Ashley Vio, and of course, all of our Patreon donors. Thank you guys so much for everything you do. We can't do it without you. Thank you, everybody, yeah. from the bottom of our cold, dead, crusted hearts. You, do, you really make this possible. And, and the life changing uh, yes. things that it's are going truth, on. It's, it's really incredible. I'm, I'm just, I'm Thank super humbled and thankful for all of and you. And it's not just you guys who donate money either. Yeah. It's if you tell your friend, if right. you push us, if you try to, because I mean, not everybody can donate, and yeah. that's just fine. We don't care, man. Is, just is tell enormous. somebody about it. That's yeah. all. If you like the show, tell all everybody you know about it and try to get some listeners. That's all we need to ask for people. Just uh, you know, try to be a good member of our crime and sports society. Yeah. That's it here. And what if people want to call you a good member, Jimmy? How can <laughs> they do that you can find me at wisman sucks w-h-i-s-m-a-n sucks on twitter instagram and snapchat and that's where you can uh tell me that you're you're also thankful for us i really appreciate that yeah. stuff hearing the, hearing from you guys and finding out how you guys uh, are doing and and uh, the things that you guys go through too it's fucking rad to know that you guys struggle just as much as we do so thank you where can they find you you can find me at jimmy p is funny and uh you know all that shit and hit me up and tell me whatever you want yeah I don't know. Just cases that that's helpful. Right. Uh, insult me. I don't know. I'll probably be mean back though. I'm kind of a dick sometimes, yeah. so I'll be mean back. Strap in. I like when people try to be sort of dickish with us, like yeah. try to be cute on Twitter, and it's like, no, you're not a comedian. <laughs> Shut up. And I and I get to fucking, <laughs> I get to be mean back. You get and to I'm throw, like, throw a jab back. I love you. Yeah. Stay in your fucking lane. <laughs> Whatever you do for a living, I'm sure you're great at it, yeah. but I don't try to do that. So calm down. <laughs> calm down, everybody. So no, with that said, we love every goddamn word that everybody says to us. The fact that you would take the time to add us in anything at all is fucking fantastic. Thank so you for that immensely. And uh, we've done OJ. There you go, everybody. And uh, more from there. We told you when we take a week off, we come back with a fucking vengeance. We fling. We fling. We and definitely we did throw them. So live. The dick beaters. Oh, you know it. <laughs> <laughs> live from the crime and sports studios. We will see you next week. Bye. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to Crime and Sports early and ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today, or you can listen early and ad-free with Wondery Plus and Apple Podcasts. Before you go, tell us about yourself by completing a short survey at Wondery.com survey. The wait is over. So far, you're not losing. The only thing you're losing is my patience. Quickly, I see that. Bing! The queen of the courtroom is back. I didn't do anything. You wouldn't know the truth if it came up and slapped you in the face. I see he's not intimidated by anything. I can fix that. New cases. She wanted to fight me. Leave her 
a law. Okay, so, um... Not, this is not a so. This is a period. Classic Judy. Did you sleep with her? Yes, Your Honor. You married his cousin. His brother. That's not him. Yes, ma'am. I would make a beeline for the door. The Emmy Award-winning series returns. How did I know that? I have crystal ball in my head. It's an all-new season. It's streaming. You can say anything. <laughs> Judy Justice. Only on Freebie.